You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> Hey guys! Hello! Have you survived this episode? <laughs> Let's just. You guys know what this is. I mean, if you're listening to us right now, doesn't matter where you are, take out that lighter. Yes. And if you just have your phone, take out the app and just wave it in the air right quick because this is Villanelle's new, like, Villanelle and Eve's new song, yes, would you say? Yes, I ship it. A little bit. <laughs> you ship them in the song. Oh, Serenade us. Oh my gosh, a little piece of heaven turns to dark. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, it's a little fucking a little fucking too poignant for us. Oh, mm-hmm. How about yes. it? Would you just listen to it? As you can do. Don't know why. Oh, you know, so guys, this was apparently released on my actual birthday in September (laughs) in the late 80s. So shout to fucking me and shout to fucking this fucking song by Roxette entitled Listen to Your Heart. I suddenly feel like a radio disc jockey (laughs) and you're listening to Well Well Villanelle and that was Roxette Listen to Your Heart, a new sapphic love song dedicated to Eve by her girlfriend Villanelle. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. So hey guys, it's us. We're back. We're back, and even though we just got finished watching the episode, we're probably gonna watch it again. Again, <laughs> we just wanted to do that little intro for you guys, but we need to digest one more time because holy shit, a lot of fucking shit went down. Yeah, you guys already know. So we're gonna go do that, yeah. and we'll be right fucking back. All right. singing i mean this is we we have killing eve to blame to thank for this for this um this musical Mm. interlude we found ourselves in walking down memory lane with the musical tracks i mean we found ourselves in a lot of crazy corners some madonna corners some lisa left eye lopez some little kim corners yeah i mean it was brandy was actually in there too yeah, I because think she was yeah. in the medley that we were just listening to. But holy fucking shit. Um, I don't. <laughs> Where do we begin? <sighs> so uh, this episode yeah, you literally it. picks up where they dropped us at the end of last week's episode. If you remember, Promise Not to Be Cross. And uh, oh, yeah. Constantine was like, hello, Eve. And then, you know, we're all like, um, why does he look so fresh and so clean? So fresh and so clean, clean. It was it was annoying to see him, and he's like, "Oh, let's have a drink." And I'm like, is "This is this what he does with all of his conversations? They're all and done they with didn't drinks. address that shit. Of all the things they addressed, um, one of them was not why Constantine looks so fresh. I mean, later in the episode, there's some dialogue with Villanelle that okay, I guess she could have 
no, she admitted that she aimed perfectly. Oh, so yeah. they've not actually, they've, they've not actually, <laughs> right. they're just like, hey, the, the surgeons she that MI6 has access to, they're miracle workers. Right. Either that or she hit my flask. <laughs> like, wow. give me something. She hit my flask. She, right, anything. Like, you were thinking vest, but uh, uh, when I heard Eve, after she said, my head is still spinning because she was like freaking out. She said, what did Carolyn give you? I thought she meant what was the superstar oh, yeah. <laughs> medical treatment that you yeah, underwent? Like what, what was in the negotiation that of the you deals? You can consume alcohol and not worry about a wound. Or is not... it just like universal health care in the UK and it applies also to criminals? Uh, you know nah. what I'm saying? Because Again, does he not have to worry about that bill, that tab that he see we over here we're proud to be an american where there are many free things but health care is not one of those things so we actually have phobias we have living fears of being in debt forever if Mm -hmm, we get mm -hmm. sick and need to go get i mean that's accurate though like when you when you are indulging indulging (laughs) that's not the word to use when you are affected by sickness and your medicine for example for like cancer patients is like 25 g's a Mm. month that's not those aren't systems built to sustain normalcy or reality or non-debt like those are systems built to put you in debt to save your life which you know that's a whole existential moralistic quandary that we can get into on another episode but, I mean, when we th- when I used to think of life debts, I thought of a tale of two cities. <laughs> but you know, now that all you have to do is get sick, and you can automatically undergo and be subservient to a system forever, literally it's, indebted forever. Imagine earning over five hundred thousand dollars your entire life, and you really have nothing to show for it because of all of your medical bills. That's... I mean, I'm not saying that I'm advocating murder. I'm not saying that I'm advocating, you know, rash behavior. But I feel like that's what you are asking for when you do that to humans. When already, I mean, in my own, like, we're getting off topic, but like in my own ideas, like work is kind of, or the type of meaningless quote unquote work a lot of people do is not in line with what we should be doing with our existence. Probably just not organically what humans want to do. And so if you spend 40 to 50 solid years just doing that that horrible just like trudging it through gotta pay your bills gotta support your kids work and then it and then it's gone or something happens to it like it sounds like you want another serial killer it sounds like you want something really shitty to go down because how does someone not have a psychotic break of some kind if that's what happens but i guess for constantine he's benefiting from mi6 universal health care and um I don't know, just the best surgeons ever because he even looks like he lost weight. Now, I suppose that would make sense if like he actually were shot like, oh, not eating normally for a week. But he just looks too sprightly. He looks too, there's not even a little bit of pain. We had to deal with Villanelle for two episodes looking like shit. And I guess you could argue that Constantine was looking like shit off camera. But again, he was in Carolyn's home. So I feel like she had that bedside manner. Uh Uh-huh, and it probably... Had the throws going around. <laughs> Kenny was probably traumatized and then uh, re-traumatized yes. in his room. Yes. Yes. Lots of yes. All that. Poor Kenny. So, yeah. So, we got as far as him asking Eve if she wants a drink. So, she's like, might as well. Right? She sits yeah. down. He gets her a drink. And he actually asks her, like, how she's doing. And her response was basically how I was feeling. Which is like, honestly, I feel like I'm losing my mind right now. I feel like I'm not in the same plane and he kind of agrees with her and i think her next question is like so yo what did carolyn give you like Mm -hmm. you're here so clearly something happened and he responds to mi6 protecting his family and eve asks well do they know you're alive and 
He responds, no, my daughter still thinks I'm dead. And am I supposed to feel a way for Constantine? Because the way I mean, he ran really off in that boat, right. the way he ran off in that boat, I don't know that he was really my concerned about Edina. My memory was the log, and that was him saying, I'll do anything to stay I'm still mad about alive. the log. I'm and still mad about the log. And then after that, him running and not wanting to just let Villanelle do her job mm-hmm. so that her daughter, his daughter could be fine. He wanted to live. He wasn't about that life. He cared more about himself than the daughter. So... But according to yeah. Eve, he's so concerned about his little daughter, Adina, not knowing that he's still alive. And what did she say? Did she say, she like, asked, are you happy not seeing them or yeah, something like that? Yeah, and right, he was like, change that. the subject or something. I was like, mm-hmm. Which, you know, she changes it to her immediate <laughs> favorite first and foremost subject, which is Villanelle. This, which is why I'm here. <laughs> She's like, so if we're not going to talk about that, do you know where Villanelle is? That's That's my next question. And he has the nerve to be like, leave her alone. Like, stop it like this is not the road you want to go down it's like hello have you met eve i know you it's just been a couple times but ask carolyn ask carolyn about that villanelle energy if you're fucking confused about what she's doing like we get it you've never felt these you know feelings before but you know look at what she does to the things she loves this whole uh sowing a seed of doubt or trying to because you know he does not succeed in the slightest i mean he tries to compare her to the book the caterpillar in the book the hungry caterpillar and says like you know she he's got to leave her alone because she burrows herself into your head just moving around like a hungry caterpillar and that's i don't know that that's inaccurate because villanelle as a thought has burrowed itself into Eve's mind, but like long before you, Constantine, long before you or Carolyn or anyone else came around to try to warn her and save her from her sapphic feels, which is definitely not going to happen anytime soon. Right. But I also think that he was also describing what passion, desire, fixations, uh, lust and love, like they all get burrowed into your your thinking like that's that's true what that is like you focus on it you can't stop thinking about it right in the beginning of a relationship or just a lot of things you're just you know you're like fuck it who needs this job i can go and do this instead and so that that makes total sense but it's i mean is that sort of is that even the best approach for someone like eve whose life is ultimately so boring like with her husband and everything else to like i caution you against this excitement you don't want to go here it's going to be unpredictable like you're used to bland rice this is like paprika and other things (laughs) this is turmeric like there's butter in this you know there's salt and pepper this this has a kick like you might not be ready yeah she's like i'm ready for all the spice constantine speak for yourself it could be yeah it could definitely be a case of constantine not knowing how to profile eve with good reason because he still doesn't know about vlad right he also <laughs> doesn't say to her i don't know if it's uh if it's then that he says it but he eventually says something about you know just sort of villanelle's danger to her life and saying like you still have things you can keep still have things that matter to you presumably yeah, like, nico and her job but <laughs> she's barely hanging on to nico she's barely hanging on right. to her job constantine right. i don't know if that works and he also says don't make her hate you. Look at what she does to the people she loves. And she's like, look at me. Look at Anna. Look oh, at Nadia. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got that Three all the way backwards. Categories. And they are different, too, because, like, Anna whoa. was definitely the abuser. And it was like. Anna was the abuser. Yeah. And potentially first love. Nadia, uh, again, I think, she, and... I think she thought Nadia was cute and she liked to bone. But I don't think she was ever in love with right. Nadia. That was like a like. That was a convenient in, like, prison lay, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's like with 60 Days In, like, you get a prison girlfriend. Right. And then it's over, unfortunately. Which for is, Nadia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a work wife, but prison's the job. And Constantine, yeah. I will 
because I've already said she has feelings for Constantine, some type of feelings. I don't maybe as close to love as she's ever possibly felt for a man in a father figure situation. Yeah. But I'm not convinced that it even compares in the slightest to the love she feels for Eve. Right. Because and she did not pause to kill Constantine. Like she, she shot him. Yep. She did. And she was trying to do it again with Eve. She was like, Oh, she ran away. Eve was like, come with me. Instead of shooting Eve or popping her in the kneecap, she just ran the fuck away. Right. She's like, I got to go. Well, so, it's like the kiss she blew the other episode. What was it? Episode uh, five when uh, she shot the ground near her and watched her scurry away. And then she dashed off. It was like blowing a kiss with a bullet. That's true. And I like that. Okay. So from there, and Constantine is on his gaslighting show. I'm like, who asked you to be a cock block? But he doesn't, he, he's like, no one. I'm just doing this because I'm me. And we go to Villanelle in disguise at a hotel where she's wearing what the, the black wig. Yeah. And she is introducing herself to some dude who was, I, what I remember like he is that. He did not have time for anybody. <laughs> they said he was once written up in The Economist or maybe she says that, but I heard that somewhere. And she pretends like she is a fan and wants to get a job with this dude doing whatever number crunching he does. And she makes a quip about dressing for success. Yeah. He's Which, like, do you have a degree? He's like, she's like, no, but I'm working on it. He's like, mm, well, there's nothing I he's can a do. Fool. It's like, this is a prelude to your murder because Villanelle's giving you clues as to how she's going to kill you. Dress for success. Oh, let me see this tie. And she's say? like, what is Hermes. it? He said Hermes. And then she loses her accent. She's, she's like, like, no, psych. it's not. It's not. This is fake. You got this from the block, like the street. Like, whatever the London version is of Our Chinatown, that's yeah. where you got it. And uh, shout out to, um, I don't know, ancient elevators that don't have uh, sensors like they put in the new buildings here in the States. Where Word, <laughs> they, it just cut off his whole fucking head. Yeah. I mean, you know, because we heard like a bloop, like a, just yeah. a drop. Hey, yeah. Foley team, shout out to you. We know we do that Lots every episode. There was a lot of good work this episode, as mm-hmm. usual. He definitely was decapitated. And uh, all in a day's work for Villanelle. Not even a day's work, a morning's work. Right, that was the morning. Barely a lunch break. She had that wig on for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. (laughs) Love that she dropped her accent in the pretense, too, before she killed herself. She's like, yeah, I'm not who you thought I was, which was a random girl. I mean, I am a random girl, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the agent of your demise. Yeah. And how happy did she look? How thrilled did she look? It was like this cute, like... Like, I'm working again. I'm, I'm working. I'm doing what I, I should be doing. I got my antibiotics. Uh, I'm feeling good. Yes. I, I'm, I'm recovering. My flesh has returned to its uh, <laughs> normal luster. color. Mm-hmm. It's good fucking shit. The only thing that I actually got mixed up on right before the scene was Constantine. I thought he was trying to coach Eve into convincing her to get villanelle to hate her and not keep her in love with her because this is what happens to things that she does love that's oh, the way you know i was what? seeing I all think of that. that i mean there's probably a part to that because it seems like constantine and raymond and the rest i'm sure carolyn to a lesser extent they're all just like can you just not <laughs> can you just think less about villanelle could we like do other stuff and he just seems to think like she should just forget about Villanelle. Like, just let it go. Just why are you asking me about her? Like, you could have asked me about anything else to do with the 12 or anything. But you're here to ask me about Villanelle and where the fuck she is because you must go find her. And he was trying to dissuade her like, hey, maybe you should. I don't know. I get mean, off your bullshit. And he the- was like, I'm never off my bullshit. 
However, but to her credit, I mean, let's say she did choose to go around the bush and ask about the 12. She wasn't going to get any relevant information. Nothing that Carolyn wouldn't have been able to get out of Constantine herself. I so mean, she's like, I'm here for what's mine. <laughs> do we even know? Because potentially because I'm sorry, this is like the second well, technically the third time we've seen Eve blatantly break the rules in oh, yeah. In a way that fucks over Carolyn. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Specifically. Yes, yes. Like, she can't fucking stop. And so, I mean, at least Constantine knows that, like, she's always ready to turn up the edge. He he knew she was coming to break rules because that's all Eve ever does when she shows up for business, yeah. quote unquote. It's actually there to break rules and break laws to get what she wants. And she was fully prepared. Like, she didn't give a fuck about Carolyn. She's like, yeah, yeah. listen, you want to know where your family is? Like, I'm hooking up with that. I mean, that happens later. But y'all know. Yeah. And so, from there, after Villanelle has just like her beaming moment of yay I'm back to work I just love being useful we are back at Eve and Nico at the crib oh yeah yeah she's made him breakfast it's yeah he's waking up from his sleep she's holding a tray like a good little housewife oh Eve I guess you're trying and he sees the tray and I guess he's trying to assess what this is he doesn't know if it's he doesn't know if it's an apology or like if she's moving she has to go to moscow like he she he doesn't know but wasn't the first thing he said like did you murder someone like what the fuck yeah (laughs) she's Mm -hmm. like oh not today uh and he says something like you know um you could just choose to do the easier thing if you're trying to like you know show devotion like so the easier thing is not, I guess, the grand gesture of doing something like breakfast in bed, even though I like the fact that she would want to do something intimate where it's not in the eye of anybody well, else. Omelets aren't intimate. And I mean, obviously that omelet looked like a dead she baby chicken tried. because he looked at the omelet like we didn't get to see it, but he looked at <laughs> it and he was like, yo, what is this? And that's when she's like an omelet. And he's like, um, <laughs> hey, so maybe you could just slob my knob as an extension because that's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. He was like, instead of your whack cooking. Remember last time you tried to make chicken eat? What happened? You chopped up all the vegetables on the block and made no yeah, fucking you chicken. Yeah, about the chicken. And I mean, and also we clocked how many times this episode that Eve is being shady. Or not Eve, excuse me. Nico's Nico, being shady. Yeah. And Eve kind of clocks in. She like gets a little bit of hurt feelings, but just like lets it go. It's that's happening. That's happening a lot. She's giving him a lot of passes to be passive aggressive. And it's bothering me. It's because she feels guilty. It's because she feels guilty. I mean, it's bothering me a heck of a lot, but I feel like she's allowing it because realistically, she's been a shitty wife. And realistically, she's having an affair already, just like the mental kind of affair. And so I guess, but at the same time, Nico, fucking calm the fuck down. Yes, that part. Like, who the fuck do you think you are, You're not seeking counseling. You're not seeking therapy. If anything, you're just bad-mouthing your wife to your friends at the school. And then he tries to make out after he makes that comment about, oh, you know, there's other things you could do. The fact that she tried to make back out with him was gross. But she stopped it. Remember, she was like, she does what she always does when they try to get romantic. Oh, my God, work? Is that? I have to go to work now. Uh, Bye. (laughs) I'll see you. And he said something like, I guess I'll just masturbate on this omelet or whatever. Are those, is that hashtag just dude things? Because I don't know why that's even a good joke. Yeah, I didn't get that If you want to, if you want to um, beat the stick, Nico, isn't there like a sock? The right. shower. Right again. But isn't that disrespectful to, to wank onto your wife's gift of breakfast, even if it was horrible, even if it tasted disgusting, but you didn't try it. So how do you know what it tastes like? Maybe it just looked disgusting, Nico. Yeah, I could see that. I'm so over him. 
completely and thoroughly. And also, did he brush his teeth? I feel like he just woke up. He just, just woke, woke up, up and put his and he's hot out here mouth, trying to tongue down hot Eve mouth <laughs> into Eve's mouth, which is why she was Villanelle like, Villanelle oh, would oh. never. That's all I'm gonna say. She was gagging the first two <laughs> Foley again, and then the third, she was like, oh, work. I gotta, work. Go. I gotta go. Woo. Thankfully, Ooh. we are liberated from that scene right after. And there's actually a lot of quick cuts this episode. Yes. I would actually say they're much quicker than last episode in yes. terms of flipping back and forth between Eve and Villanelle. And so we're back to Villanelle, who's out of her wig. She's back in her typical um, sandy blonde hair, and she's at the hotel. And this kind of feels like a bit of a John Wick kind of hotel. You've seen John Wick, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so just like that hotel that the bellhop or the receptionist that works there is like, yes, 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 this is an assassin hotel. We have special people that work here. And she gets the room, I believe, number 207. And she basically asks the dude, the old dude, like if they get a lot of guests. And he replies, well, yeah, especially from her company. Quote, unquote, I assume company means the 12. Yeah, and she's over here like, I, I need information, so I'm going to be asking questions. And I'm like, this is funny. Because she's finally curious. That's Eve's impact. Where the whole time she worked for the 12, she was like, I don't give a fuck, fuck. And the minute she meets Eve, she's like, I have questions, lots of questions. How am I going to win over my girlfriend with evidence and things to wager? And use as some sort of leverage unless I have information about the 12. Like Constantine. Constantine was able to leverage some shit because he had information. But anyway, he also gives her a note. He's like, by the way, you have a note here from somebody. And it's from Raymond. Little stank ass Raymond. Who writes her in the note that she needs to stay in her fucking room. Oh, I was. I did not appreciate that at all. Stop telling her what to do. <sighs> I love the way that she was like very impatient banging on the, the bell. Like, she's like, all right, scene, begin. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get to some action. It's almost like she was like, all right, in case anybody walked away when Nika was on telly, you know, like, let's get the r- real fans back. Real fans back. Bring mm-hmm. them back. Nico, Hive, stay quiet. It's okay. We know yeah. you exist, but it's gross. She really gets gross. to her fucking hotel room after that. And honestly, this looks like a Carolyn kind of hotel. I felt, yes. It was dingy. It, did anyone even launder the sheets in the past two months? I doubt they did. She noticed seven stains on her pillow when Raymond finally comes in the cut. And she's like, did you see my room? Did you see these fucking stains? He was probably like, oh, yeah, I made sure I. I uh... He's like, those are my stains. <laughs> I did those Ew. stains. Raymond's Ew. disgusting. I actually, if I had to imagine whether or not Raymond even ever had sexual thoughts, especially with what Constantine reveals after him, I believe he's a straight sadist. Like he's a straight violence person that if there's any sexual gratification to be had from Raymond, it literally only happens as he's choking someone out. Hashtag necrophilia. No, you never know. What the you fuck? You never what know. What the fuck? I, we we can't, we're not Ted getting Bundy, there. We're right. on the Ed Gain shit. I mean, Damn. We, uh, Damn. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not going to put it past the middle-aged white dude. I will tell you that. That if there's a category for most likely <laughs> to do something like that, it's probably that dude. He's like so, up there with right. like, what was that? The guy, Ricochet? <laughs> oh, man. That's what that's what I, I see him. No. Oh. Yeah, you know, I bet you without his job, he would go crazy. Like, I just feel that. No, I do. I actually, I mean, that's my new, and my side theories continue to grow for the 12 and unknown other organization that we learned about this episode, is that, like, it's some, it's a misfit Motley crew uh-huh. of non-neurotypicals, people who would be classified as psychopaths and sociopaths and, you know, et al. And, you know, this this structure of murder for hire is what keeps them... And some sort of semblance of uh, normalcy or order. 
Like if we didn't have you employed by the 12, you would just be out there killing people because they had, you know, golden retrievers or something where now you're not killing just because you're killing with a directive and you're making some money and you don't have to worry about the police at the same time. So it's a win win for mm-hmm. everybody involved. Yeah, I get it. They're, they're building their own city of Gotham. I just kind of I kind of want to be a recruiter or just like, you know, the person that takes notes on those <laughs> interviews of like we found another candidate. Like what what do you search for in the police? Just like listings of murders and things that happen to be like, oh, that's a potential 12 candidate right uh, there. Well, just search woman and if there's woman in the news well, article. that's what I would prefer. <laughs> that's what I would prefer. An, An agent's... unidentified woman. Uh, uh, I mean, in my mind's eye, it's a, it's a club of assassin women, but there's so many dudes who run shit that I don't know that they would see the brilliance of having all women unless it was a woman running the shit like Carolyn. And it was like, I see the brilliance. I see what's happening I here. feel like, yeah, there would be like a a Carolyn or Amanda Waller style of woman saying that, yeah, you're my squad of sorts. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be a suicide squad, but yeah. A badass my, bitch. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So I could see that for Carolyn if she's out here, you know, the head of the 12, which I would love. And if there is a second organization, what if the second there one is? is there what, is no, no what, what if, if they say there no, is? What if the second organization is Carolyn's organization? What the fuck? Or, <laughs> listen, how, wait, how do we go from Carolyn being in the twelve <laughs> to, to Carolyn to being, being in the other, other shadowy organization that I, we don't know? We, that, but it which would speak also to, means that that's a third player who's taken Eve in yeah, the preview. Yes, other organization who is maybe trying to get something from the twelve, who then kidnaps her because they know Villanella come running or someone. Because right. I don't know that Carolyn would come running. She'd be like, well, Eve, you did this to yourself. I tried to warn you. So best of luck. Uh, so more on Raymond say, but necrophilia. Yeah. He's like, why well, are we back to Raymond's I, I, necrophilia? I mean, well, we don't have to specifically talk about his necrophilia, but it's him being all seething to Villanelle because he's like, I don't know why this organization puts up with you, even though you're the best agent that they've had ever. Well, because he asked about the kill a and new she's girl like, in town and new. But that's after he mean. talks her about the kill because he asked her straight up. He's like, how did the kill go? And she's like, it nice went great. It was nice and simple, super easy no drama and he was like and then she goes on to talk about how yeah I just like you know pulled his tie through the thing and that's how he died and the guy's like that doesn't sound simple and easy at all and she's like but I turned the cameras (laughs) (laughs) I turned the cameras it's fucking fine and then Raymond starts reading her to filth as you yeah I did not appreciate any of this but oh wait she does say to him she's like it's like you want me to fail yeah and that's when he's like bitch you already fail and you failed so many times so hard and really I mean the only failure she has is killing Constantine and that technically we don't even know if that was a real job from the 12 so I mean that's that's your conspiracy theory I think it is uh, but you but, but now we have to make allowances because maybe it's other shadowy organization moonlighting yes this is what I'm saying I don't know but then also she did get she did get Anton so again you know let's not if go back into those her job right now from things. the 12 was to kill pretending to be the other killer What's to make us think that the other organization doesn't have the resources to say, I'm going to give you a target that's not really a target in the style of your organization? The only reason I say that is because Constantine knew who Anton was. Because when she mentioned, he he was like, oh, they gave you Anton? It seems like the handlers know each other. Raymond, that guy. Jerky face. But he works for the 12. Yeah. Oh, but you mean that he because he knew Anton? Yeah, well, well, they all seem to know of each other, just like Constantine knows Raymond. He's like, oh, they gave you Raymond. Raymond, they're like the Weird. watchers that are there for the Slayers. That's this makes you think whoa, of. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's what it makes me think 
sexy pink of? I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> they're supposed I to be guess. like intelligent but and your be able watcher to handle a brace of women. Well, no, no, no. Well, uh, <laughs> watchers, watchers, literally watchers watch, that are not they rogue. They should not be strangling. That their, was Giles uh, thing. He didn't really involve himself unless it had to do with research. Right. Like that's not Constantine. That's definitely not Raymond. They're all not, in the scene yeah. with the gangsta lean. Yeah. Unfortunately. I wish they were less in the scene, but. And I wish they had less lines too, but. Mm. But yeah, he does read her to filth and says, oh, well, you know, you're a failure. You've already failed. And by the but, way, there's a new, there's a new girl in town. Do you know about yeah. that? And literally, but the, what I was saying was that means that they didn't even know this girl was operating until someone figured it out because new necessarily just Eve, means even Carolyn. Right. So that someone, means someone's bugged the MI6 shit yes. because they always know like Constantine knew when Eve formed the thing because they have somebody. I mean, they had Frank and I assume they have other people just there. Maybe they have Jess. Who knows? But they have people there to be like, this is what's being investigated. Jess is a plan. So now I don't that- trust Jess. I don't trust that hair. I just don't trust her. I well, know. we'll see what's up with Jess. I'll but... trust that baby. The baby is the is the bug. What the fuck? <laughs> the baby is the mole. That's that's the most absurd <laughs> thing you've said this episode. The baby's not even born yet. The baby's the mole. Jess could be a mole, but in my opinion, if she's a mole, she is just there to be a Carolyn ride or die. And if I were Carolyn, given how Eve has been fucking around, I would only I would try to at least get one ride or die in the office to tell me what Eve is up to because Eve is a liar. Eve is a manipulator. I mean, well, I, mean yeah. I love Eve, but she's a liar manipulator when it comes to Karen because Karen would be like, do this thing. You're going to do it, right? She'll be like, yeah, of course. And then next scene, she's like doing the opposite thing, arranging my own See, stuff, fucking Carolyn over this in the process. is a better way to write Elena off the show. Because you say Elena didn't want to play ball. Let's say no, that they Elena, Elena no. didn't want to Let's get murdered. Let's say Carolyn says to Elena, I'm about to put an official team together in MI6. And I would like for you to be a part of it. But under the condition that, <laughs> that you accent. divulge to me everything that Eve Palastri is planning and plotting to do. Even if she's saying, don't tell me, I mean, to tell me. And then Elena's like, but I was Eve's assistant. And that's the only reason why I'm even in this to begin with. And I love you. Like I, I said, I want to be the next you. I want to ride see, for you. But that is my girl. And I don't really I, feel like I can come between what like y'all trying to do. I mean, that's cute. But I don't know. I mean, I know I said last season that Elena was a ride or die because she doesn't punch Eve in the face. When Eve gets out of the car to initially confront Villanelle, which any normal person would be like Eve. I mean, she says, Eve, you're being a dick get back in the car start right. the car so i don't know i mean i do think in a sense Lena's a ride or die but at the same time she was so into carolyn i think she would say yes even if she didn't do it i think she would be like yes carolyn i'll do whatever you say and then she'll go to eve and be like listen so i made this deal with carolyn i told carolyn i'm gonna say everything that you tell me right. i just need you to know that that's what i'm gonna do so you should be careful what you tell me from now on because right. i will be going straight to carolyn just FYI. i would have loved that that would have been a, this would have been great in season two not to say that season two is not already as exciting as it can be right now but i just miss i just want my elena i just want my elena back her one-liners are amazing but i love the fact that they see this random woman they're like well when once the 12 gets their claws into her wherever she is because you know men they could convince any woman to do anything for them and to join their organization like she's not already being offered what money or Mm -hmm, freedom mm -hmm. or her family but you don't even know anything about her like they're looking for the leverage to get her to start killing for them and the prospect of it makes him feel that he can talk so uh like toxic towards villanelle to say well it's not like we'll need you for much longer anyway because we're gonna get someone that's better than you that's less of a headache that can do everything that we need i mean raymond's a bitch but also raymond 
it, it was an interesting matchup, even though it doesn't last for long, because by the time the episode ends, Raymond is, well, temporarily out the scene. He <laughs> might come back in the scene. Raymond is a little unhinged. But he doesn't, he's an interesting match for Villanelle because he's he doesn't put up with the bullshit. And that's something that Constantine does, whether it's artifice or not. Like, he plays the game with Villanelle and goes through the skit and carries it out. Where Raymond doesn't have the time. He's like, I'm not neurotypical just like you. I go to the edge very quickly. So you don't want to fucking test me, Villanelle. Just do the job and do what you're supposed to do. And in that sense, there's no, there's no... There's no annoying small talk because she gets there and she tries to be clever with him. And he's like, oh, you think you're being clever? Well, how about I know that you have a crush. I know that you're in love with this agent. And you know what I happen to know? There's another bitch in the scene because someone just told me I just got a debriefing. And they were like, hey, there's a new assassin. And actually, we want this bitch because she's been undetected for this long working for this other organization that we don't know exactly what's going on. But we know that something is happening. And Villanelle immediately, because first of all, she has an ego. She mm-hmm. loves that shit. She's like, hmm, someone else is out there. And then he tries to hit her triggers like, yeah. And you know who's looking for her? The MI6. And she's like, yeah. MI6? MI6 is looking for her? What's what's that? Does like, that yeah. mean my girlfriend? He's like, yeah, someone, you know, your friend, uh, Eve Polastri. And then she puts it together. Mm. He's, she's like, oh, so that's why you wanted me to make the elevator shit look boring, you motherfucker. And then she says the best line. I mean, it's not the best, but it's one of the best ones episode. Which is like, Eve will know it's It was me. me. That's it, right. It, Eve will know it's me. And he's like, no, she won't. That's that's why I told you to do it this way. She won't. What a man. I can't. And then he adds, like, I think he says something to the effect of, she's not even thinking of you. It's like she's not even thinking of you. Something like that, she says. And you see Villanelle's face is like, she's affected. She's upset. His gaslighting has gotten through. And then he gives her some money. And is like, no, don't spend it all in one place. Yeah, I didn't like the way he like, handed her you, that bitch. money. Yeah, no. And that's why. And I think the way he handed her the money being a smug little bitch is exactly why she was like, charge that shit to the room. Yep. And that was, <laughs> I was like, Woo! charge it to the room. Mm. And that was a beautiful decision. He should have known better. She's going to find a way to fucking get over on you. And after he leaves her with that thought of like, actually, your girl has found a new interesting girl. She's better than you. She's been working longer than you. She's more interesting and we know less. So you know your girl. You know how she is. She's she's intrigued. And Villanelle's like, oh, okay, let me call that number I memorized. Because she pulled the paper out of her, yeah, out of her pocket, but, but she didn't said, look at it. She didn't, she didn't look, at, look it. at it. She barely looked at it. She just dialed the number like she's obviously been pranking Nico's school. Mm-hmm. Since she got stabbed? And I'm thinking or she's maybe done different weeks? little girl voices each time. So and it's like a harem of girls. <laughs> you know, I, I heard that uh, someone has been calling about some horrid things that Nico's uh, Professor Palastria's done. Wait, wait, what the uh, fuck is wrong with you, Professor Palastri? I mean, what do they call Mr. Palastri? Yeah, whatever. Mr. Mm. Don't give him Professor. He's, yeah. not, he's, not, he's not cool enough to be a professor. He's just a fucking teacher. Mm. But yeah, she calls to make a complaint. And now we know that she has been fucking with Nico. I would say for at least two weeks. I, w- I want to guess pre-stab, but it could just be post-stab. But I want to say pre-stab because they've been cl- complaining about the complaints. And from what we've seen in the past few days, she didn't really have time to get calls out when she was with oh, Julian yeah. and the rest. Yeah. So mm. maybe she started that shit just fucking with Nico just on her side time. Like, mm-hmm. let me just call his school and try to get this motherfucker fired. So that's cute. And... I- after that, we're actually back to MI6. And they're talking about assassin women and speculating on stuff. Eve, Jess, Hugo, and Kenny. And Hugo makes that annoying gross statement. Oh, of, no. Uh, about like girl that. on girl while no. he thrusts his fucking... Yeah, that was... I saw that in the preview and I was like, oh, it's coming. Here it is. Actually it's reminded uh, me of a scene that was like in the original L Word series years ago. And there's 
I don't I don't say season four, but like there's a scene where Tasha and Alice are dating and like they're at this like group dinner where, oh yeah, that's when Jenny's like having her movie made. And like, there's like producer people at the table and one of the guys notices like a couple and he's like staring at them in that gross way men do. And he's like, hey, if you ever want to make it happen and like makes this gross, grotesque. Ew. They're just like, yo, what the fuck? And they all look at Jenny who brought him to the party is like, yo, your fucking friend is disgusting. That's the same energy I got from Hugo, which isn't good yeah. energy. It's bad, bad, and bad he energy. Just, after he said it was like, Right? Is anyone like feeling what I'm feeling? And I'm like, and no. And literally, everyone's nobody like, no, nobody's feeling, feeling it. Nobody's no, feeling it. At all. But they come to the conclusion after Hugo's annoying comment that it's probably two organizations working at the very, at the very least, same time. Right. right. Because it's not Villanelle. Because Eva's like, well, it's not Villanelle's style. So. So, you know, right. she, she was like, it's not her style. It's not but, her style. If, but if she did do it, that's why she was like we're looking at for some reason just the fact that it was done the way it was had them think that a different organization would have wanted to kill done a different way like they're already seeing the influence in the kill so and well yeah i mean that's i mean and then they're thinking about how they just missed her where they found her and so they're like well maybe a different team has her now and she's doing it for someone else like they don't know yeah like they just missed her they knew the condition she was in and she didn't sound like wait, dude. I don't think they know the condition she's in. Well, she didn't because, sound like she was healthy and happy over that phone with that that's voice. That's true, man. but she just sounded upset. Carolyn does not know she was stabbed. Oh yeah, and no Carolyn doesn't say know. That. Only yep. Eve knows only unless she unless she bugged Eve's and Kenny, search history. Kenny knows. Well, I'm saying unless she bugged Eve's search history, she doesn't know that Villanelle's been stabbed, and so there's no reason to know that she was weakened. Right. Well, like yeah. they they don't have that perspective. Just Eve has that perspective, and she's like, oh well, you know, I guess I'm in the clear. Well, you know, <laughs> since I'm the expert on serial killers. Uh, hint, hint, I just happen to know that. Again, not serial killers, <laughs> just Villanelle. <sighs> just Villanelle. Because there's a lot of serial killers active in the world at any given day. And she didn't give a solitary shit her whole career at MI5 until Villanelle came along. Yep. So there's that. And so, yeah, they... Uh, she she gets her money from that motherfucker and we see those scene with the MI6 gang talking to talking about it. And then we're back to Villanelle. And she's shopping or has been shopping and charging everything to the room. And the bellhop is like, are you sure? Because this shit is expensive as fuck. And she's like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Have me my bags. This is cute. <laughs> and yay. From there, we go back to, I believe, Eve and Jess. And Jess is saying that she called the, the company that was run by the Peel dude and is asking for help about just like stuff. And that they said they wanted to help, but then she got transferred to some sort of intern in the legal department, which indicates not <laughs> wanting to help at all. And this is not what help looks like. No. And Eve asked what the company does, and it's very close in line to what you speculated last week, which is that, you know, they would work in some sort of social media privacy thing. Yeah. And so Jess answers, like, they're basically selling everything that you've looked at or done online, which is your life, your interests, and all And Eve, of it. that means that they could sell the fact that you were... Not looking for dresses Listen, on that one fateful morning. Saying, they know what she's searching on her Googles. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she's like, she she calls she calls Eve Carolyn's fave, which is interesting because Eve's uh, like, oh no no, I'm not the fave, I'm not the fave, and she's like, well, her current fave. And Eve, the way you break the rules, how the way you break the rules, you have to be a favorite. Nobody breaks these rules and keeps the right. job. She's unless not. They're a she's not playing favorite. that together. She's not. She's a mess. Not. That's because she has tunnel vision for Villanelle. She, nothing makes any sense to her if it's not about Villanelle. Oh, and then uh, we get uh, Eve asking, is this when she asks about uh, 
Well, she Wait, asked was she recruited? if she was recruited, and yeah. she said straight out of uni, and that she spoke Arabic. That she was like, hmm. she was studying Arabic, but those speaks are the, it speaks it. I she assume pro- she's fluent. I mean, if you're right. if all you're studying is Arabic, then right. shouldn't then you come fluent. out fluent? So right? I was like, so she was probably picked up when Carolyn needed the translator. Was like you, you got it. But at the same time, but really, like, but at the same time, that's sort of something somewhat diabolical would do. I'm gonna just study this random foreign language. That's like me majoring in Farsi and then not what? planning wait <laughs> and me not planning on getting into anything government related at all I'm just going to be in the blogs speaking in this language and, and not true. collecting information for someone's purpose and it's like well better mine than somebody else's so you, I mean, you don't like Jess, here's an opportunity you so need you already on. think she's nefarious I'm going to uh-huh. I'm going to go with the optimistic viewpoint potentially that Jess is she's like Eve and that the way Eve is telling nobody nothing real. Like she's on the job with new people, but she's keeping her cars close to her vest. So we could imagine Jess is doing the same thing. She's like, I don't know you, ho. I just know you're getting a lot of trouble, but you're Carolyn's fave. So let's see what's going on. Because with the way Carolyn is, she was like, Eve, I'm going to pluck you from MI5 because I see something very specifically unique in you that I can use for my own interest. I have to assume it was the same with Jess. Like, yeah, you were studying Arabic, but what did she observe while you were in class to pick you straight from uni? Did you have to apply to MI6? Her because there's history. that thing. <laughs> There's that thing. I had a friend in college who was recruited by the CIA while, oh, nice. while we were like sophomores. And so that's what I'm curious about is like, did was she recruited without saying I'm interested in being a spy? I'm interested in working for MI6. And Carolyn was just looking for young people. And she was like, you, for whatever reason, studying Arabic, you're interesting. You have this interesting insight. I need you on my team. Because straight from uni, that says something. Which yeah. if I were Eve, I'd be like, what you mean straight from uni? All you speak is Arabic? Well, girl, what other skills you got? Do you right. too whisper into assassin women's ears? Like, I need to know the dealio. Like, were you raiding tombs over the summer somewhere? Like, you... Like, also, Jess is pregnant, so how right. long have you been with Carolyn? seven years eight years ten years right some amount of years right because uni was a while ago i'm guessing what if it's constantine's baby what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) oh my god! that was one crazy yum kippur (laughs) yo (laughs) i can't with you terrence (sighs) yum kippur what the fuck all right so (laughs) (laughs) so after jess is like hey eve what's up with you we are back to Villanelle, all dressed up and looking fly as right. shit in that blouse. And she is going to see Nico. And I just can't help but, I mean, there's a lot of things we could say about why Villanelle dresses up when and how. And so people also, this is just like randomly came to my mind, but people were so wrong about her talking to Nico this episode. And I'm glad it didn't happen because I wasn't ready yeah, for I don't Like that. so much stuff was happening this episode. I'm not ready for her to speak to Nico. Thank you. Thank you. That is probably next episode of the episode after. But yeah, I, I was like, oh, she's in her teacher costume, what? but her costume is still too flamboyant to be a teacher for this school. You, she's looking a at the other, black blouse. Right. That's why I was now. like, uh, she needs to do. She looks like the rich stepmommy who yes. didn't actually have give birth to the children, but she's now momming them because she married their older wealthy daddy. Right. And then she could have pretended to be the parent of one of the girls who called to complain about Mr. Not Professor Palastri. And that would have been a great in to get like a one-on-one but also we have to ask ourselves what was her intent like she she, i you're not going to convince me that she just wanted to see nico's fucking stash and be like oh there he is i think she intended to speak to nico but maybe altered her plans when she saw nico was being flirty with Gemma. because i mean it, it presents an alternate route she's like i could try to get in your face and scare you about your knob about my girl 
Or I could also work this other lane that I see has just opened up for me, which is that you are clearly got wandering eyes. Right. Now, you're, you're, you have ridiculous wandering eyes. I'm on you're, this track. You're, you're, your wife is Eve, but you have wandering eyes. So let me try to divert <sighs> this attention and make it easier for me to get my girl because you're going to fuck up. You're clearly fucking up right now because look at the energy. I mean, she saw it immediately. The same body language and tension that Eve saw the minute she walked in. She was like, who's this bitch with my husband? Uh-huh. Villanelle saw she was like, oh, who's this bitch with your husband? I like that. And imagine Eve somewhere, not really sad, but saying, you know, I want Nico to pay for what he's done. What? And someone like, wait, 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 wait. And someone like Villanelle's like, mm, I could do that. <laughs> like, I could take care of that. Oh, because he's not a factor right now. You just now. want Nico dead. I'm not saying I want him dead. But what else does that mean? What else does not that mean? have any more That's lines dead. anymore for the rest of the season and ends up in a church Lord. casket. I mean, it happens. I fucking can't. So she sees Nico on her on his flirty shit. And I I think she decides to be like, oh, let me let me play this differently. Yeah. Because she was way too dressed up, girl. Outfit changes. And it's Villanelle. So she could change her outfit just because it's three uh-huh. o'clock. Yes. But she was like, I'm going to go into this fly culture to see what's up with Nico. I mean, just in case he notices her, saw her. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But that's what I think about it. And when we come back from, because there's a commercial after that. Yeah. Eve is walking into the crib, you know, with some shit. And Nico's coming downstairs. And she says he looks handsome. I'm like, he's just wearing a suit. And the suit doesn't even fit well, Eve. He hasn't been to a tailor. But she's like, oh, you look handsome. You're wearing not jeans today. And he's like, thank you. We got to go. You know, and she's like, uh, uh what? For what? And then and he, he gets like, that annoyed looks. wife look of like, mm. and then she's like, wait, no, I know. I remember drinks, uh, drinks, <laughs> with, drinks with your colleagues at the school and at that wonderful school. And he's like, you missed it like three years in a row. So I'm thinking MI5 was why she missed it the last two oh, years. She totally missed it. She was she was fucking having drinks with uh with Bill. Yes. Talking Bill's about birthday. how she hates her husband's <laughs> PTA party mixers because yes. it never is any fun. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he makes that comment about three years in a row. We're like, we know, just like you forgot the dinner party, just like you forget all the dates that your husband says. Oh, for you're Eve. doing things with teachers. Oh, I, I'm not in the country. I'm, I'm so sorry. I just. She knows that she's going to wear something <laughs> slutty, which is the dress she bought. That Nico says she should get. Is that what slutty is, Eve? So the, check that internalized so the misogyny dress a little that bit. That Nico picked that he said was sexy is what he wanted you to wear when he needed you to dress slutty. Huh. I mean, I don't know that Nico even thought she would appear because he always seems genuinely shocked that she's actually showed up to one of his things. But I would also argue that Nico would think any dress is sexy. Like whatever dress existed is sexy because it's definitely more form-fitting dress than the one she wore when she went to Germany, which had actual frills. And I guess this dress doesn't have frills, but it was Nico. So I was just convinced that the dress had frills. <laughs> and I saw this episode. I was like, oh, there's no frills. Well, that's better. But he was like, oh, who that dress? Where does it appear from? And I think it's partly because Eve doesn't wear dresses in general. Like it's it's an affair. It's a, it's a thing. It has to be a setup for her to wear a dress. But then also... I don't know that she knows what fits her best. It's kind of like, I was about to say, kind of like when you go to Victoria's Secret, but you don't have boobs. But when yeah. you do, if you're a woman, a woman is always there like, hey, can I measure your cup size? Like, make sure you're in the right cup size. And you go back there and you figure it out. I hope that Eve's form-fittingness of the dress is because she adjusted her size according to what Villanelle bought her. She was like, oh, I, I thought I was, too. Right. I was a, I don't know, four, so, like, and now I'm a three a, I'm or a whatever. Three, right. Like she knew. Because <laughs> that every, shit was hugging her. Yes. It was hugging her close. And it's like, you were actually trying to get information out of the Chinese attache and you had on that frilly dress. 
that Villanelle still thought was hot. And now you're in a skin type thing for a PTA meeting. No wonder Gemma was intimidated because she was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, girl. Yes. Those hips. She's like, oh, maybe I should just have both of you together. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's a bad joke. Such oh, a bad goodness. joke. So nice to finally meet you. I was like, oh, God. Lord. I was like, well, how many drinks in was everyone else at this party? <laughs> the that way was she was clutching up on Nico's shoulder, I say several drinks in. Yeah. But they're I, teachers, so isn't it the ugh. time to drink? I don't, uh, I don't know. Maybe being a teacher is super rewarding in the UK. I don't know. But what happens after that? Oh, no, no, no. Before, I guess, is it Eve making her way to the party? No, not yet, because she says she's going to make something slutty. And before we see her making her way to the party, we see Villanelle putting together her pasta necklace because she's getting into character. <sighs> where I assume she either wants to blend in as a teacher or a parent or both. Just someone who would be around kids and be trusted by kids or, you know, with a kid. That's the look she's going for. Because who else? Why the pasta necklace? And okay, why is Villanelle so extra? I mean, I know I say this all the time, but I just love it. She went through the added effort. Of buying pasta and glitter and colors. And then she did it and made that necklace and was like, okay, my outfit is complete. Let me go. And she goes to the fucking school. And that's when we see her and Eve converging because we like cut and she's walking. Eve is walking. And Villanelle's like, my lady love. Mm -hmm. And And she had thoughts about maybe approaching and maybe seeing if she could. This is my headcanon. My headcanon is that she actually wants to talk to Eve and she's been trying to talk to Eve, but every time it happens, there's some bullshit and she can't do it. And this time the bullshit goes by the name Raymond. Raymond being an actual cock block. Now this this was my fear at this time because I didn't think about this until the second time I watched it. What if Raymond in that moment was sending a warning to Villanelle that he will eliminate Eve if he has to to keep her in line I mean I could see how you could see that but also isn't that above his pay grade because if you I mean that just seems that seems not smart because Constantine even said to to Eve when not Eve Villanelle when he was like yo there's MI6 and they're concerned about you but just watch like don't do anything just watch I think it's leveling up extraordinarily the minute you kill an agent someone who is specifically tied to your case versus some outside person who you know you're gonna murder for your plot so it's possible but i just don't know that he could do that without the 12s okay no i know that but he's saying look at how close i'm getting to your girlfriend and look at how easy it was i have my hands on her i'm touching her technically, and that means that i could do this whenever <laughs> i want but technically it's easy for anyone to so, get their hands on eve well right she's oblivious well yes so this is what he's trying to say so we could we could send anyone at any time to silence her I if mean, we need to so but why right. would they need to silence her? That doesn't make any sense because it's literally just in in correlation to Villanelle. If he is doing that, is he's trying to control her, but it has nothing to do with Eve. It has everything right. to do with Villanelle. Yes. But I don't think he has that power because she's with the MI6. I think that he could try to imply that. But then you also have to, you have to, you're assuming that he knew that that was intentional. And we don't know. We don't know if he was just following Villanelle and then intercepting to say, you're not going to talk to Eve because you need to stop. Or if he intentionally was trying to, because you said initially, oh, did he bug her? Did he plan something on right. her? The way because he, the way he touches her clothes, yes, he could have like, done that. Like, oh. And so who knows? Who knows? I mean, Villanelle's definitely pissed and she didn't expect him to show up because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, hey. And she walks off and like that a stompy pout. Stomp- yeah, no, I love that stompy <laughs> She's like, what pout. the fuck? I, I wanted like to show Eve my stomps. necklace. Right. I'm going to show her my pasta creation. 
So I don't know. I mean, Raymond is hard to figure out, but I, I, I do think he is into manipulating Villanelle because he, he read the file. He's like, she's into bitches. She seems to be homo romantic versus like, like she fucks men, but she falls in love with women. So I need to watch this bitch with the bitches, not with the dudes, but with the bitches. Oh, here she goes. She's following her girl again. I mean, Raymond's on his fuck shit, I, but he's a good handler in terms of like keeping her on the short leash. He said she's on. Uh-huh. I was like, maybe she just wanted to bump into her and drop the lipstick. Then I think she had it on her. Maybe. Or say something like, oh, do you know if this school has any elevators? Oh, first, of all, first, of all, first of all, she cannot speak to, to Eve without, without her Eve accent. Not knowing. Right. No, but, but she has Eve, to no. Eve will look in those eyes and she'll be like, it's you. First of all, you're forgetting that Eve recognized the bitch from her swing, her hip swing. She was like, right. that's Villanelle, that's my girl. Yeah. Yes. So there's no way that she could put on an that's accent true. and not have this the whole no as her. CCTV footage! She, you're right. She knows. <laughs> there's, no, there's no disguising it. Villanelle nope. knows. She yeah, knows. I think that's why she tried to change her walk too. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> I feel like it's the opposite, though. Like, she she could pretend like she wants to change, but it's really like what she said to Raymond. Like, Eve knows it's me. She's going to mm-hmm, know it's me. Mm-hmm, it's, it's me. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, we have a connection. She knows exactly when it's me. So I don't know. But fucking Raymond does that nonsense, and Eve's just kind of like, oh, okay, because she's a shitty spy. I feel like if it were Carolyn, she'd be like, it's weird that this man has just stopped me, and it's, I don't know, let me look around, let me do a double take, but it's it's Eve. So she is a pretty horrible spy. She doesn't suspect anything about this dude. But interrupts the little meetup that Villanelle had planned. And then we move the fuck on. And we are what? At the school? After yes, that? this is Gemma and Nico laughing at some joke that we just have to pretend was funny because it's. We uh, didn't hear it. Yeah, we didn't hear but it. But also it's them. Yeah. So, I mean, it probably wasn't even a good joke. Clearly, Nico is putting out the I'm flirty and available vibes. And Gemma is picking up what he's putting down because, well, I mean, you guys made a note, you and uh, producer sir, about how they were off by themselves and or maybe Nico wasn't well liked. And I was like, well, maybe they're off by themselves because that's what they often do. And like you said, work wife, they pair off and people aren't talking to them in a group because they know they'd rather be talking to each other separately. So he probably is likable enough at that little boring school. But I mean, well, then one of them has to be unpopular. And then I don't want to. This is why I say why, it, was, why because must one let's, of them be unpopular? let's say the cat lady Gemma was the popular one for her to say things like, you know, for a while now, we didn't think that you even existed. Like there were no like cosigns anywhere around them where people would be like, I'm here to confirm what she's saying. And it's true that we do hear about you often. You know, um, it seemed like no one really was that shocked to see an Eve Palastri looking how she looked or being advanced to Nico, not even to be nosy enough to be like, who's this other girl talking to Nico and Gemma? And like, wait a minute. They they at least saw a picture of Terrence. Come on. This is what the straights do. Like, this is what people do in general. You have a partner and they're married and they've been married for at least 10 years. It's been a while. And so he has a picture on his desk somewhere or maybe like in the teacher's lounge where people put their personal shit and that's his wife. But I think it's gone to the point of like, is that the picture insert? Because she never, (laughs) (laughs) because she never appears. They're like, wow, she's cute. She's pretty, but we literally never see her. Cause you know, it's been years of Nico. Like, Oh, Eve says she's going to come to the party tonight. mm -hmm. Oh, she's working like, Oh, Eve says she's going to come to the mixer. Oh yeah. She couldn't make it. She got hung up. Oh, Eve said. And so it's that thing where they're like, Oh, did Eve say, did, did Eve say she's going to make it? And so, 
I think Gemma was like, I mean, bless her heart, Gemma. I think she, you know, she probably was of the idea that like, yeah, right, Nico. Like, yeah, you have a wife, like, but please. And so she sees Eve and she's taken aback immediately because she was Eve having- is a hottie with a body. And she's like, yo, Nico, wow, your wife really is pretty. Wow. Okay. Shout I didn't know that this you. was... Hey, shout she, out to Gemma with this. She recognized this, that she had Eve real competition. She was like, we just well, want she you realized to know. she had real competition. That was part of it is that she probably didn't think that she was up against much. And then Eve shows up in that newly acquired dress and she's like, oh, <laughs> I maybe see. I should take a few paces back. But no, the way you're describing it now has me in the headcanon space of we're having an intervention because we think that you think that you're still together with your wife and wow. she might not be here anymore. Thanks to Villanelle, that just might happen I'm, after this episode. Hello? I'm just... Yeah, she refers to Eve as a babe and there's like some sort of joke about the imaginary wife and that, that the imaginary wife was an astronaut slash playboy model slash... I think that was the only other slash. But, you know, Nico, or rather, Eve makes a joke saying like, oh, she sounds better than your actual wife. And Nico's like, she is. Ugh. And Eve is like, mm, let it burn. <laughs> let it burn. Like, she, all episode, dare. this has been happening to her. All fucking episodes. Showing off in front of your work wife. Like, that's, all right, it's one thing to do it in the Nico's privacy petty. of He's our petty. own home. But now you are trying to show off in front of your little friends. And we're together and... I'm here for you. So I'm guessing she ate that for that reason. But that would have been grounds for me personally to leave. I mean, for me personally, me personally, me, I'm me, which is specific. But I don't have that kind of energy. Like I like like loyalty and things like that are really like intense things to me. And how are you going to have me? out there looking like a damn fool with you standing right next to me. You know what I'm saying? If you want to shade me as my lover in private, shade me. But don't fucking... Don't fucking agree with my self-deprecating comments like, oh, she's probably better than in real life. Yeah, she is. And then we have to deal with our weird awkwardness in front of a third party? Like, that shit ought to be private. It's like if you have a couple's fight in the street and someone passes you by and you're like, could you mind your damn business and keep it moving? (laughs) Like, it's none of your business. How is Nico putting her out like this? And you already know he's talking to work wife. Like a fucking bitch. He's like, hey, you know, I'm feeling neglected. And mm-hmm. I made more shepherd's pie yesterday. And, do you know, she didn't even take a bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't home in time. But fuck Nico. You know, we don't give a we don't give a goddamn. So Gemma eventually she eventually like pieces out and it's awkward as hell. There's an actual silence that we have to deal with after the whole weird like, oh, these are compliments, but they're not exactly compliments. And Eve adds that he's great. And the the girl agrees about him being a teacher, but then it's like a weird, awkward silence yet again. And she's like, oh, I guess I'm just going to go over here now and do that thing. And yeah. immediately Eve is like, so she wants some of that Mr. Palastri, which I'm like, ew, Eve, don't you ever. And now I don't even want to say her last name anymore because that's gross. Gross. Then Nico tries to play games like, she, you wilding, babe. I don't even, she's just my friend. Like, what do you, and I don't know, how do you take his looks in this scene? Because part of me interpreted as he finally realizes the way some people don't realize right away that someone's into them but he finally like realizes oh is she into me and then indulges do you know what i mean because he was kind of looking over her he was like oh you're that's crazy what are you saying no we're just like friends and then she's like yeah your friend gave me a shit ton of compliments and it was fucking weird and he kind of looks over in Gemma's direction like huh I mean, I don't know. That's what I got out of it. I don't know if that's actually what happened. Well, I mean, maybe they both are out of practice of being with someone who could see them for what 
potential oh, they have because in they're them. Dead marriage. That's, and that's yeah, probably, you know, so she really didn't know valid. that Villanelle was, you know, a fire in her heart and loins until the stab and her being able to well, say, I mean, I think about you stab, all the time. No, 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 no. that was the consummation. <laughs> the consummation was a stab, but yes, like yes. to be able to sit with her and be like, I think about you all the time. Like to be able to just wrestle with those thoughts and it's like, Nico doesn't really have that with his wife. She didn't have that with him. So whatever could be happening on the side where this random home record to be is like, I mean, what's to wreck? <laughs> so she's, I mean, the the shepherd's pie and the I mean, it's probably her recipe. Come on. You, you know, don't, Eve don't got no recipe. Not Eve's recipe. It's probably Gemma? cat lady's recipe. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, you know, that's a Polish delicacy. I don't know that it is. I just made that up, you guys. Don't quote me on it. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I'm not European. Um, so, wow. What happened? Oh, wait. There's some, There's more stuff that happens after that because then Eve gets in her weird, competitive, flirty shit. Yeah, she's where like, hmm, she's like, let's go back to your classroom. Yeah. Show me where the magic happens with you and Gemma. Ugh. Ugh. And I was like, Eve, stop. This look of desperation is not a good look on you, sweetheart. I thought the entire time she was making fun of Gemma, like, mm, I see what everybody sees in you, Mr. That's Blastry. because Eve can't, <laughs> she can't compliment her husband without shading him at the same time. Well, yeah. Which is her fault. It's her problem. And I'm not upset at the problem. So she doesn't have to work on it. But that's what happens with her because mm. she totally gets into the classroom, you know, later. Oh, wait, we forgot to mention the crank collar. Oh, the um, nervous uh, yeah. cat lady teacher Gemma does bring mentions up. that he's getting like, a prank caller. Like, who's... yeah, you know, we we pray for him as you know he tries to denounce all these allegations. The <laughs> 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 fuck! But what was he's what's like, disturbing uh, to allegations? me? Allegations. It's like, did anyone investigate those allegations? Like, we know it's Villanelle causing problems, but also it's a school. Like, is anyone right. doing investigations? So, are we just letting That's these weird. teachers do what they do? Because yeah, they're, they're like, teachers? oh, he got 12 calls of sexual assault, but it's fine. We know Nico. So I don't know about that. That's weird. That's how that's how they handle things in the UK school district. It's I don't like, know. Oh, I see. I'm going to get this one faculty member to get away from another faculty member with bad breath before. I don't know. They accidentally sleep together again. <laughs> Hedonist teachers. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we escaped from that scene for a little bit. And we uh, cut to Villanelle, who's at the school in her in her getup and She's going to talk to Gemma, who's on the stairs, because Gemma has left the awkward space to go cry to herself about yeah. how she's not hopping on Nico's knob, and she's really upset about it. Right next to Nico, I told myself that today was the day. Please, that I was gonna play. <laughs> that I was gonna play with jam. that stash. I was gonna feel that stash on my belly button. And I girl, was... please. She was just so sad. And then, of course, she's like, how about my cigarette? And then she gives a. Uh, and Villanelle has literally never smoked a cigarette not before. Not on screen, dude. And then she takes it, she lights it, and that weird puff that she does, and she's like, (laughs) she She wants to die. She does the puff that you do when you've never smoked a cigarette, because while cigarettes, you know, have their addictive properties and, I don't know, drug-like qualities in terms of, like, simmering you down, it's pretty abhorrent Mm -hmm. the first time you do it and you choke up. I was never, like, a real smoker, but I was one of those people that, like, if someone was like, oh, do you want one like at the bar, you know, late at night? You're like, yeah, give me one because there's something about alcohol and just yeah, random other things your that taste pair together. Are already dull, They're already so. dull, and you just like, and it helps you get a, a better buzz and stuff like that. But it's all probably the chemicals and things that add to that buzz. But Villanelle, she can't handle it. She's a, she's relatively clean. She's a killer, 
but a clean killer when it comes to her lungs. Yeah, so she was trying to get some intel here from, you know, Does the smoke teacher weed? side. Sorry, that just she randomly might came up. We've not never seen her. Know. She should. She should. And she's over here like, <laughs> so I saw you with your boyfriend earlier. I just want to tell you guys, you look so cute together. And she's like, no, no, no that's, that's not my not man. band. She's like, no, but, but your chemistry, like I would have, I thought, and she's like, yeah, no, he has a, a wife, like a whole wife. She's and, like, he's totally married, and, unfortunately. And it's not fair, right? She's like, and it's not fair. And then, of course, Villanelle in disguise is like. She's like, I know it sucks. Uh, I can totally right. relate. I know exactly I how know you exactly feel. How I know exactly you how, feel. how you feel. Let me take this moment to look off into the corner <laughs> and remember my lady love, who's, you know, mm. only a couple hundred feet away from me in the fucking auditorium or whatever weird room that is in school random uk school they said the name of the school nico works at we didn't clock the name we don't fucking care it's ultimately fucking irrelevant i like the um the hidden name she was like oh i'm kim Kim." (laughs) (laughs) okay kim it's better than fanny i'm the queen bee that's who i am like yeah oh all right you be that my favorite alias is still fanny for nadia (laughs) (laughs) yes a fanny i was like oh remember nadia's face she was like fanny of all the names (laughs) help you had to give me that one and so I'm pretty sure we go to commercial at that moment. And when we come back, we're back at Carolyn's crib and Carolyn and Constantine are laughing like old friends, like old lovers, like they were when we saw them in season one, first drinking all fake and shit with stuff under just simmering underneath. And Constantine, to his credit, is the one that's sick of the shit first because he's like, "Okay, so um, how long are we going to do this, by the way? Is this how long is this happening? And Carolyn's like, what? What's what's happening? He's like playing house bitch like i'm in your house we're laughing like we're not spies like things aren't really serious how long is this gonna go down she's like you can stay as long as you like i mean i mean your safe house is ready yet but you you could go out there and get compromised all you want i mean go she's like you could do you though you could get shot i mean i'm good either way but you could do you and he's like oh well i i guess and he asks her to tell him where his family is and carolyn's like no and he's like well please and she's like, now nah, because you would compromise them if I knew that if you knew their location. And then he tries to flip the shit on his Constantine gaslighting manipulative bullshit. Uh-huh. He's like, well, what about Kenny? What would you do if you couldn't see Kenny again? She's like, I'll be straight. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gooch, actually. Right. Like that uh, shit took me by surprise. Insert fucking damn gift yeah. from uh, Friday because what the fuck? She doesn't even flinch. She doesn't hesitate a second. She's like, I'd be good if I never saw Kenny again. I'd be good. And he's like, yo, what the fuck? That can't be true. Like and He works like, for you. He he lives with you. She said, yeah, but I if was he's careful. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's like, well, if he's okay. And also, I've been careful. I'm not like y'all messy bitches out here. Just got my life on display for everyone to see and fuck with. And I like that. Constantine tries one more time to basically be like, hey, like, so um, you've been careful with loving your kid? Have you been careful with that, Carolyn? What the fuck is wrong with you? And, she was like, and yeah. she's like, um, <laughs> ho, don't ever ask me this again. It's above your pay grade and I will not be answering you. Thank you so much. <clears throat> and I love that the look, like, there were two times He was this like, episode. I would do it for you. And this, she's like, I don't need it. Well, that's it. the gaslighting. <laughs> that's the gaslighting right there. He's trying to, like, it. do some other tactic or whatever. And this was the first of two times in the episode I feel like Carolyn was, was exhibiting, like, the danger zone that exists in her sphere where she's warning people she's like mm, don't ask me that again and she was like there was no flicker right. there was no yep. nothing right. and then later on in the episode when she's chastising eve and she's like look like i don't really get mad because it's exhausting and unnecessary but 
make believe I'm sounding really angry when I say, don't you ever uh-huh. fuck me over again because uh-huh. this is your last strike, bitch. Right. Strike one, strike two, strike three, and then you end up blindfolded in a yep. fucking forest oh, trail. And, then, so. and that might be exactly <laughs> how that happens. And then maybe so. Villanelle has to save her because uh-huh. Carolyn's like, bitch, you've been burned. You out here fucking up. I got to burn you. And couldn't we understand Carolyn's point of view? Because Eve I mean, stay on yeah, the bullshit. She really yeah. do stay on the bullshit. You undermine me in like several governments. You, you've you've several, burned several a few of my close relationships. You've... Uh, Yo, she... Yes, it's just that Eve doesn't even hesitate. valuable assets that I had. How are you constantly writing years. out... But how are you constantly writing out the person who gave you the job? Like, that's just... That's, that's not... That's something someone would do if they were trying to take their spot. And I, I, Eve is not that clever. She I can't know take that she's spot. not, which is why I'm like, why is she firing all these? What? Because Eve is on her gully because she doesn't care. I mean, that's what's so fucked up about her is that she doesn't care about her marriage. Not really. She doesn't care about her friendships. Definitely not. What is her central course is Eve. And anytime she tries to pretend that it's not, it's like, girl, but look how you disregard the ethics and the morals for everyone just to be like, well, 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 it's about me and Villanelle. And it's like, mm. How many laws do you have to break? How many promises do you have to make? And then break, which is what she does with Carolyn. And I feel like if you're Carolyn, by the end of this episode, you're just like, God damn it. I just got you back from Paris where you just did some fuck shit. And the day before then, you were doing other fuck shit talking to Vlad. And here you are back in the team for two days. And you took Constantine's secret family stuff and gave it to him where he defected. You didn't get Villanelle. You didn't get Constantine. And now he has his family. And so we're less, we're with less assets than we started the morning with. And she's just like, um, yes, that's correct. correct. You're absolutely correct. I am sorry, but she doesn't say she's sorry. Does she? No, I don't think so. I I don't think she does. When she said Constantine was dead, she was like, well, there goes that lead. (laughs) Hmm. And so after that situation with, Constantine and Carolyn we are back at the school with Gemma and Villanelle on the stairs and she's talking about Gemma this is talking about how Eve doesn't even notice he's there she doesn't notice Nico and of course Villanelle's on her manipulative shit she's like excellent fantastic so here's what you got to do got to leave little tips got to leave little clues spray perfume in a room leave let him remind leave a reminder that you exist and that so he can smell you going places and of course Gemma's like isn't that manipulative like I don't know she's like yes that's That's why it works this is why why i like them two together because in my mind it took me back to not to bring this show up but like there was a scene in like scandal where olivia pope was talking to uh the mistress about like there was a case involving a mistress so she was coaching the mistress talking her through how she needs to navigate her feelings so it was like the sides having the convention about being the side while millie was talking to the wife who was betrayed or felt betrayed or how she had to put on a strong face and endure for the sake of like the unit right yes <laughs> yes so I've, i think i maybe got through like Two episodes of Scandal, and then I watched like the crossover with Annalise Keating. Oh. It's just one of those shows I've not gone back into because there's so fucking many. One day I'll just marathon one it day. on Hulu. One day, but yeah. So she like this is how you get men to fall in love with you. You know, keep him as keep him with you. Keep on him his interested. Mind. Yeah, right. exactly. Which is what she does. She's like, yes. take my tips. This is how I work with Eve. Got to make sure you're on her mind 24 mm-hmm. seven. Just when you think you, you might be leaving, just leave another reminder. Hey, I exist. And you know, Gemma's probably going to take the advice. That's what I'm assume. Villanelle, she has an impactful way of speaking to people. So I feel like she's going to take the advice. And before, when she's a little reluctant, 
then I was like, um, but do you like have a, do you have cats? And she's like, I have a cat. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, maybe you should get another one. Since mm-hmm. since this is a little too much for you, this manipulation is a little too much. I guess you just yeah, want to be, you, you want to die alone. You need things to love. So get a cat. You, you don't want to hop on that ego dick. You want to die alone, bitch. Right. And she's like, wait, hold up. I don't, um, maybe I will take this advice. <laughs> maybe. Which, Do you want another cigarette? No, I don't want another cigarette. Thank you. It's like I was faking initially. So no, mm. I never wanted a fucking cigarette. And from there, we're to my most anticipated scene of this episode. Heavy, heavy sarcasm around that, you guys. Mm -hmm. Which is Eve twirling around on her geometry, her mathematics table. And it's just like I thought. It's as horrible as I thought it was. I was Mm -hmm. saying to myself that she's probably doing this to try to entice Nico for some fucking horrible reason that she feels guilty about. And this is what it was. She was being jealous. She was being competitive. So now she's trying to flirt across the Pythagorean theorem. As she says, and remember their like fucking flirty talk where she's like, oh, the Pythagorean. And he's like, I'm a Newton man myself. Like, this is what we have to deal with with Nico and Eve. Math talk. I, I'm trying to figure out why they ever got together because she clearly does not want to be here. And then not to <laughs> talk teacher shop with Maybe teachers in a band. because that's not her. She's not a teacher. So why would you expect your wife to have fun with you Maybe she's in, in a, a room band. full he of teachers? Maybe she's in a band and then he, the band broke up and uh, now he just teaches full time, you know? And she's like, remember when you used to be cute and edgy and you played in your band and you did pub shows every Friday and I would come and throw my bra at you. I mean, that would bring some excitement to their relationship that is no longer there. I'm still trying to figure out how an Eve and Nico meet and how that works. Because even if she was running the desk as a government agent, it's kind of like how a lot of relationships happen from circumstantial, you know, oh, I worked with this person. I was near this person in some way to have them come in and like we do a thing. How did, I mean, I don't, I don't want that story. Like, don't give me the flashback. Don't Don't talk about it. I really don't actually care. I'm just pondering aloud about how Nico got himself an Eve. Like Gemma, who was like, damn, you're a babe. How did this happen? I thought my competition was way, (laughs) way less steep than this. Right, right, yes. That's what she thought. She was expecting a homely and, to be honest, if Eve had come in her khakis, she would still be banging Gemma. I mean, so well, yeah. check yourself before you wreck yourself. But that's what she was expecting. She was expecting someone in like Crocs and ill-fitting khakis to be like, hey, Nico, I'm here. And she'd have been like, oh, this is going to be easy. <laughs> Initiate mm. affair in three, right. two, one. Yep. Yep. But so what? What happens after that? Oh, uh, wait. Right, so the they're apple. dancing around. <laughs> they get close the and they apple. start to, you know... We were first of all, we were screaming you. Yeah, I tweeted a lot. I went back to delete a few of them, but I obscene amount of eels were tweeted by me. I will admit to it. I don't ever want to see Nico and Eve kissing. It's not my jam. Hinting at it. Not even like none of it. I'm so sorry. Mute it. Delete it. Disregard it. And thankfully, Eve can barely kiss her husband for more than two seconds before her mind drifts back to Villanelle, and she sees a basic ass apple. Which, yes, Villanelle was in the scene with the gangster Lena. She was fucking around, but not with an apple, Eve. She had other things she was trying. Like, you know, she's she's unique. She has fresh ideas. She tries out every day. But because, I mean, from my perspective, it's because Villanelle does not leave her mind. That, I mean, as Nico brings up later, she sees the apple and immediately she's like, oh, my girlfriend, the last time we, <laughs> the last letter she wrote before my other letter was with this apple. And she sees a non-bitten apple and assumes it's Villanelle. Like, that's extreme. Yeah. That's she, extreme. But she only 
Googled Apple. Bing. Sorry. She didn't Google. She only banged Apple and Eve. Like she didn't bang uh bitten apple so okay but eve that is obsessed with nuance eve that right. that concentrates on everything down to what a killer does to know whether it is or isn't villanelle her suddenly she suddenly race. doesn't recognize the bite no she is literally just obsessed with villanelle she's like oh my god could she be here here's an excuse for me not to fuck nico in this classroom let me take it well yeah, this is what i was gonna say i really don't want to be here and she didn't want to be here so technically it literally was her creating an escape for herself so the way that she stormed out with nico the way she pulled that alarm like it was like the absolute right thing to do and she didn't question it until after they were on that quad or whatever that walkway was it was the right thing to do for me the viewer so i could get out of (laughs) right makeout session we do thank you eve and sandra both of you we think we thank you but yeah and then she was like wait what if it was just that like she's thinking like does this mean that I'll really do anything to get away from my own husband? In her head, she's thinking this. I don't know that she's even ready to admit that she's willing to do anything to get away from her own husband. I just think she, you know, is like, oh, maybe he's right that I'm so completely and thoroughly obsessed with my job, a.k.a. Villanelle, just her, that I see her everywhere. I see her in everything. I see her in places where it's not exactly relevant. And again, with the context of the bite, had she told it to Carolyn, Carolyn would be like, well, was the apple bitten? Like last time? And she'd be like, no. She's like, well, then why did you think it was her? You know, apples do exist all over the planet. Just, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. places. They fall from trees. Sometimes people buy them and put them on their desk. And he is an actual fucking teacher. And then, you know, so like the meme we saw with uh, even the supermarket. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Philanel was here. Like, God, I want a divorce. Like, yeah, apples (laughs) in a supermarket. Groundbreaking. Apples on a teacher's desk. Equally groundbreaking. Yeah. but the fact that he was unsure about how the apple was there fed into her, you know, I don't call it a neurosis. It was just, she just, her senses were tingling. And she was like, danger afoot, danger abound. Just I danger. mean, I feel like Eve needs to know that when her senses do stuff like that to invert them because she's such a shitty spy. Right. She's not good at like, acting girl, natural. Right. You think that's danger. Those are your loins awakening and uh-huh. not for your husband. Right. This is the problem. Just go back to your bunk. Get one of those robotic devices that can aid you in your quest for an O. And that's what you need to do instead of fucking conflating all these things and putting Nico through more emotional, I guess, what? trauma but not that i care about nico's emotional trauma don't get me wrong i don't give a fuck about nico's emotional trauma i'm just saying maybe eve pretends that she does like she still thinks she does even though she definitely doesn't with how she acts i believe nico is suffering from yes being married to somebody who does not really really care about him love him i think he really held on to when she called him things like um caring about me is like the the one thing that you can stand on because that's because that's really <laughs> Yo, all she was you like, got she's like that's all you have we all know but she wasn't even she obligated all their friends she was like we all know nico yes that that's all you have is caring about me and he was like oh um i also have bridge <laughs> 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 fuck you eve and so but he's passive aggressive and yeah, so and that's like, not that's never good for a relationship to be passive aggressive like maybe it works sometimes but sometimes you just got to fucking communicate and the fact that he is really I mean he is upset at Eve for not communicating more but actually as we've pointed out several times he's a shitty communicator himself when it comes to his wife yes. and in this situation where you know they're outside and he's like hey so if you're not sure about this how why don't you take a moment to think about the fact that the one day you're supposed to be coming here and supporting me and my job, your work is derailed it again. And you're thinking about that. Like he's basically like you self-centered horrible. 
bitch. And then, you know, walks off. But here's where here's where I'm upset, because, yes, you could say, OK, you're obsessed with your job and I wish your job wasn't this annoying. But then also she works for MI6. But then also she's hunting serial killers. So it's understandable why it's a little bit of a heightened situation. But then after she already had an issue with you and this girl, Gemma, who she was like, this bitch wants right. to fuck you. You call this her bitch wants to be to like, you. You're like, I don't want to hey, see Gemma. you anymore. Hey, Gemma, Gemma, let's go back right. inside. Eve, you can go home. I don't even want you here. Gemma, Gemma. Gemma, Gemma, come suck my dick. He might as well have said that. Because yep. Eve is like, really? Really, how? Really? So you're mad at me. I'm sorry that maybe this wasn't Villanelle, but you're mad at me? You're this mad at me? Really? So, and think about, what was it, two weeks or whatever that he was ignoring her voicemails and missed calls when it she was out? It wasn't two weeks. It was like two days when right, she was fine. in. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two days when she fine, was in Russia. I mean, the episodes take a week to come out. <laughs> so when I say two weeks... You're like, two weeks. Yeah. So... But yeah, he spent all that time. So is he going to ignore her in the house for for the next two episodes and not say anything to she's her? She's not going to be in the house. Right. I hope she, <laughs> she's going to be she working. She's going to be working. Not. Especially now that she she had Constantine for two whole conversations. <laughs> and Constantine is in the wind yet yeah. again. And now why should Carolyn tell you shit about what Constantine told her when you were steady, steady, steady breaking the fucking rules? And so what's great about that is that after, you know... Nico is like, go home, Jamma. We see Villanelle has been watching in the cut, hanging out. She's like, look at my impact. He's not even spoken to Gemma yet, but this is this is what I want. I want Eve and Nico to have this marital rift where they drift apart. And it's already happening because she's an excellent study of body language. She can see what's happening there and that it's not good. And so they have like a little not a crossing of paths. Yeah, she's it behind was like, Eve. oh, false alarm. Everybody starts to, I guess, head back into the facility. Eve is just on the walk pathway, like awestruck, dumbfounded at the that fact Nico that Nico just walked the fuck the away from her. The audacity of How a Nico he? thinking he, he can. How dare he? This is what happens when you don't date a 10. You know, they start <laughs> like you You would think if you settle for like a three or a four that they will be loyal, but they want to go and That's do just up. dirty. You know mess, what? Nonsense. All you threes and fours out there, don't listen to Terrence. Have self-respect. Love yourself. You Love have to put up with Eve. <laughs> we don't have to self. put up with Eve and her bullshit. You can do whatever you want to do. Love you. Right. But also love, love may not be enough sometimes, but love yourself. Well, enough. yes, yes. And that's where Nico needs to love himself and not be a passive aggressive hoe. Leave the relationship. You want to fuck Gemma? Go fuck Gemma. Actually, make it easier for Eve to 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 have the coitus with Villanelle because that's what I want. And then she'll have no guilt. She'll be right. like, well, I don't have a husband, so it's fine. But yeah, so Villanelle's in the cut. She lines up behind her and you were like, is she smelling her? Yeah, and I look. feel like there was a sniff as she drops the... Uh, lipstick into her bag so i'm but what is the sniff see this is i don't know i feel two ways about the sniff because on the one hand it totally fits that villanelle would would take a a, a sniff of eve because well why not right that's just a, stuff that's information that you want to have but why you. would eve i mean that would just be eve's organic smell then or whatever she wears when it's not villanelle specific because i find it very hard to believe that she would put on la villanelle to go hang out with nico like she puts on La Villanelle when she wants to feel sexy. So there is a 10% chance that she puts on La Villanelle when she wants to feel sexy because she was trying to feel sexy for Nico. And she was like, oh, I feel saucy when I think about Villanelle. But then I feel like in her mind where she's trying to be a good hetero wife, she's like, no, that would be wrong. Let me put on my Chanel number five. 
you know, and maybe Villanelle was just like, you smell good. You always smell good. I mm-hmm. wish I could reach out and <laughs> right. touch yes. somebody's hand. Right. But take this lipstick. I'll right. reach out and touch with this razor. Kind of like the last way you touched me with mm-hmm. the knife. Yeah. So exactly. I'm guessing Eve has one of those bags where I guess there's not really a closure to it. Because, yeah, she just sort of She's a shitty spy. In. Why that would there too. be a closure? Right. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. This is the bitch right. we're dealing with. Yep. Terrence, she's horrible. <laughs> she's a horrible spy. Horrible yep. fucking spy. And so she drops the gift that we later find out is definitely totally uh, the, out, the, the, the lipstick with the razor. Dude, and we cut to Eve finally getting home after being wherever she went. Um, well, we, we basically just do like a hard cut to Eve in the bedroom. So yeah. we assume that it's later that night and she's just thinking, she's probably thinking about how horrible the night went, how pissy Nico is, who's asleep in bed and she's just awake, which is what we, we consistently see this juxtaposition with them. Nico's asleep. She's awake and she's thinking definitely yeah. not about him, about Villanelle and he stirs in his sleep and she's like, Oh, Nico, you waking up? And he's, he like mumbles in his sleep. No need to file them alphabetically. Oh! shit like he he stirs like he's having a nightmare and the nightmare is about filing uncategorically about miss filing your files that is his nightmare compared to eve who's like i'm so scared that i want to bang this person who killed my bestie and nico's like oh you filed the c under the letter z (laughs) and i'm having a conniption right now in my sleep holy fuck nico you're so whack uh, and so we have a commercial after that but when we come back eve is back at the job and to me this is eve being thirsty as all get out because no one's there no one's at the job i feel like this is just eve just trying to get the fuck out of the house she's like things are so weird with nico i don't even want to be there i'm not gonna try to make him another omelet because he clearly didn't give a fuck the first time i tried to make an effort with the egg so fuck it i'm gonna go to work and think and because work means thinking about villanelle she's like let me go in my purse oh (laughs) what's this it's a lipstick and she opens it and she's like, mm, it's an interesting color. She exactly an interesting top. title. And then she turned the bottom because the bottom, you know. Well, is, she got to look at the name. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, it's gold. It looks expensive. She's like, I've mm-hmm. never bought a lipstick that costs mm-hmm. more than $3. So. And it was called Love in the Elevator. Love and in an Elevator. She just sat there, dumbfounded, like, oh, it was her. We and, must also note that when this happens, the theme song from that originally premieres in episode five. Yes, because that's when she gets out of the car. Yeah. So episode five, when she initially gets out of the car to come out of Villanelle and you have that lines, if I gave you my heart, would you break it? That song by Unloved. Mm-hmm. It's back in the scene. It's totally their theme song when there's like, ooh. Yeah, note. It's, it's a shipping tune. Yep. It's definitely a shipping tune. That song plays and... Uh, they cut to Eve now sitting, I guess, outside of the outside washroom. The yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a, I guess, a startled Kenny because she gets, she's like, Kenny. Uh. Well, she's just waiting out there <laughs> quietly. Like, hey, Kenny, can I get, can I get a favor? And Kenny? his face. First off, he's been expressionless. I'm guessing ever since Nico arrived on the scene, he's just, his face hasn't done much of anything. He looks like somebody who... Who Kenny? His, yeah, he looks. His like face hasn't done much of anything since Elena left the scene. Elena right. was the only reason he had to smile or think about, you know, doing stuff with someone. And I don't I, think Kenny's I miss, dated in I years. I missed the luster in his eyes, and it's gone. But then when he left the bathroom to take care of some business, that I, there's actually a poll that I saw on uh, on Twitter about people. Did asking, you make your own poll? Yes, when people were trying to figure out what was Kenny doing in that washroom. 
And because he's like, what, what are you listing? <laughs> he was very serious about whatever his business was in there. But yes. So there's only a number of things. What was on your poll? I know it's like he was either jerking off. He was right. watching porn. Or, he was or, taking a dump. Right. Yeah. So. He was. Or, or maybe yeah like uh i don't know maybe he was trying I'm just to gonna reach, throw in glory hole for i mean he's probably uh for good measure i don't know reaching out to elena maybe who knows it's like well, just that's just your wishful thinking because yeah. if he because well that would mean that he was leaving some sort of sad voicemail in the bathroom if he was yes. reaching out to elena but i don't think it's, i don't <laughs> think it's that i think it's the gro- the grosser thing that that he was probably spanking the stick oh yeah to some media people don't mm-hmm. like to admit that people spank the stick a shit ton of time or just often I and mean, by people i mean dudes and that's not to say that women don't 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 get off in the middle of the day because I mean, they definitely do Carolyn's but it's harder. his mother so and she has libido wait a minute so... what the fuck no no no. this is based off the male species it has nothing to do with carolyn okay it has everything to do with the fact that dudes are dudes and if they can jerk off in the bathroom during their work break they will they will mm-hmm. because I've experienced such things and so that's that's what i'm saying is that oh, that's what i wanted break. to bring up it's a work f- break and he was jerking off the freaking cut with nico saying i'm gonna just masturbate into this omelet and then villanelle going do you know how many different spots of semen i found in my hotel room i mean and she I'm didn't like, say semen but we know that's what she meant I, I, she definitely I, I, who else squirts <laughs> bodily fluids besides a woman having a really great time and since that is statistically so rare i'm not gonna conclude that a woman is responsible mm. for those for those stains seven times Even on the pillow i was like Ew. on the pillow nah bro Ew. gross i just we're back there why did you bring us back there no why only because back there? i was thinking about because you said they the, were raymond stains and now right, you brought me those back to stains that. and then whatever like you said if he could rub one out in the bathroom that he could and it's like well the first alluded uh, the first time we're alluded to someone doing something masturbatory is with nico in the bed with the omelet and then after that, it's Villanelle in the whole term saying, oh, there's bodily fluid everywhere. And it's like, ew, because like when the guy's knob got chopped off and then she's cooking sausage. And it's like, oh, I see why they cut it that way. Like, I get the edit. Like, the edit makes sense well, to me. Well, that's cheeky. Yeah. Killing Eve has a really certain particular sense of humor. And frying sausages after a castration scene is along those lines of humor. And that's why I love this damn show. But... Yes. So, you know, Eve is there early Thursday at work. She finds a lipstick. She's like, Kenny, what the fuck? Maybe Kenny was taking a shit. Maybe Kenny was doing other things. Answer the poll. You can give us the the results of your poll after this. And she basically is like, yo, I got a sign from Villanelle. She's still in London and was super close to me, obviously, because she put this in my bag. And like, we got to get her. We can't lose her. We got it. We got to do it. And Kenny's basically just like, "Um, I don't know about it. I don't know, you know, did you tell mom? And he's like, what do you mean to tell mom? What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, this is what we need to do. I need the information. I need to know where Constantine's family is in. Constantine's family is because I need some leverage. I need to be able to get something on something. And basically, Kenny's like, nah. And she's like, okay. So you worry about your little mommy? You worried about your mom? Find out what you're doing? You work for me, motherfucker. And you need yeah. to do what I say. And I was like, okay. First of all, you're being rude. But second of all, you're being a boss bitch. So both of that together is Carolyn's influence. Mm-hmm. Because she checked him. She was like, you could whine about your mom or you could do what the fuck I say because I'm your employer, technically. Even though, Eve, you're not. Did you even get a paycheck yet for this work week at MI6? I don't know. Probably not. Probably uh, not. I don't know that she's been there long enough for like the 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 HR. <laughs> MI6 HR to be like, we put through your 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 numbers for the paycheck. You're getting your first bi-weekly. So, uh, you know, Eve sows her little seeds to get, you know, what she needs to, you know, smuggle some information out of 
where she needs to head to. Uh, but we cut to Villanelle and one of the Korean face masks that's, you know, it could be all British. of the craze. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I feel like they're the beauty standard. Well, at least they're trying to dominate the market now. So that's why I thought it was like the Korean face mask. I guess I don't do enough face masks to know. Uh, and then, you know, her her cord phone, you know, decides to ring. And she's like, mm, you know, I wasn't expecting any calls, but, you know, let me answer it. And there is a disgruntled Raymond on the line. And you only get to hear her responses to the conversation. She's like, uh-huh. What? I don't know anything about any charges. <laughs> she didn't even say that. She's just like, she's like, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't spent any money. Like she, she does a straight up lie. Like back mm. when Constantine is like, yo, what's up with you and Eve? And she's like, I don't even think about her. Blatant mm. lie. That's what she's doing. So you, so he shot her and then ran himself over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I think that Raymond was probably like threatening to choke her out again, threatening to cut off her legs or something equally ha- awful. And she was just like, "Love you too, love Raymond." You too, Raymond. And she hangs up the phone and pulls the shit, pulls the line out the wall. I before, love Julian's um, house. I was like, she learned that from her last bed at breakfast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know I would like to hope that she was just like, shut the fuck up. But mm. I don't want her to have learned anything from Julian except that you should kill men faster. Oh well, then, yeah. then she did in that yeah. situation. But she pulls out her shiny new pants, look like some fucking Burning Man attire that she pulls mm-hmm. out of there. I should have known she was going to wear it later that day. But I was like, is she going to the club? And they're like, no, this is just streetwear for Villanelle. Shiny disco fucking pants. And from there, I believe we go back to Eve, who goes to see Constantine. At Carolyn's house. Yep. And he's initially like, Carolyn's not here. And she's like, like, I know. I'm not here to see Carolyn. I'm here to see you. I'm like, here we go. And she tells him that Villanelle's in London. And he's like, okay, well, what the fuck do you want from me? And she's like, well, what, what do you think? And it's like, spoiler alert, Villanelle. It always has to do with Villanelle. And Constantine is like, well, does Carolyn know you're here? She's like, bitch, no. No, she doesn't. And that's because I'm going to give you some shit that she's definitely not going to give you. And you know what that is? That's where your fucking family is. I know you want to know. Guess what's in this envelope? I have it, bitch. <laughs> I broke the rules again, kind of, with my assistant. And I have this information. And then Constantine is initially like, are you sure? Like, this is what you want? Like, Which is an interesting question because yeah. Constantine gives her a moment to be like, maybe because it's true that he eventually feels like, I will get this information from Carolyn. It's not that big a deal, but mild curiosity slash concern for Eve to be like, is this really what you want to do? Do you want to cross Carolyn again? Because right, like, she told me you already crossed her twice. Yeah. Do you want to potentially put your job and life in jeopardy? Because Villanelle is an interesting kind of person. I don't think you know what you're doing. And Eve is like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Give me what I want. Now, please and thank you. She wants Villanelle's location. And she's like, he, he says something like, oh, I got to call around. I got to mm-hmm. find something. She's like, well, do that shit. And get back to me when you yep. have an answer right. for me. And I'll give you this information when I get my information. Peace out. Yeah. She and definitely made a scene Constantine is like, oh, shit. Okay. Yep. Like, I want things. You can get me things. Get me the get things. Get me those things. Right. And then we can move or on. Or you'll never see your family again. Mwahaha. <laughs> and so that's what happens. And we're back at the hotel after that. And Villanelle is back oh, at the scene yeah, with the outfit, and her hotel bellhop is basically like, "Yeah, she got on the she got on a blazer now. She's the big dick energy blazers we're talking about. She got one of those mm-hmm. on. And honestly, she had to go shopping, and I'm so glad she had a great time. And so she's back at the hotel, and the bellhop dude is like, "Hey, so you got a new guest?" And he says in a way like, mm, "You have a new guest." And 
good on him, John Wick employee, to be like, yes. hey, just just so you know, there's somebody waiting up in your room. That's what I feel like that was code mm-hmm. for. There's a human here. He's here to see you. And we sort of see, you know, Villanelle look trepidatious and nervous for the first time in a while. And she like eventually gets out her pocket knife and she's like, bitch, in case I got to stab a hoe. And I'm sure the Bahab was like, let me just sip this hot toddy because... He was uh, like, man, it's always so interesting in this hotel. Because <laughs> you know he's Switzerland. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's chill. He's not concerned. But he's like, wow, it gets really interesting up in her. And so she goes up in the elevator, and the minute the doors open, we hear a particular little ditty. This tune is by Sergei Trofanov. And I don't know if that is how it's pronounced. Apologies if it's not. But... That's how I'm reading it. And the song is entitled Dark Eyes or Le Younois, it seems like. Yeah, I think you said it right. And uh, it's on his album, which is also on Spotify, you guys, if you want to check it out. But the minute we hear this song come out on the scene, we're like, that's that's Constantine's theme song, Yeah, that's right? his birthday music. Happy birthday! <laughs> it's not my birthday. Ugh. That's actually one of my favorite scenes because he's such a... I don't know. It kind of sums up their relationship, which is extra. Yeah. But also full of shit. But also sincerity at the same time. You know, now that we're thinking about this, this is a Russian performer. Do we think that this is one of Constantine's like jams and Villanelle knew that? And that's why she was singing Happy Birthday to it. Do we think um, she even knows that much about Maybe what this was her saying music? that she was trying her best to figure him out. But she knew more. But this was her saying, this is as much as you ever told me. Um, stuff. Did she hear it in the car that one time? Maybe. <laughs> hey, maybe. I don't know. It's a guess. But yeah, so we hear that fucking music. And after the elevator opens, I described the way Villanelle runs down the corridor as like the T2 style, Terminator 2. Yeah. When dude is in the parking lot and he's chasing them out. And it was like equal parts intensity and passion at the same time where you're like, is she coming to murder me or coming to hug me both at the same time? Both, yeah. She had a switchblade out, so it could have went either way. Yeah. It really could have went either way. So she hugs hugs him for a second. And after about a second of them embracing, she's like, this is a terrible hug, Mm -hmm. which is probably her way of saying I needed this hug. I don't know. That's what I'm reading into it is that she's like, oh, it's been a tough week. And the only person I know that's like still on my side, mostly kind of, is Eve. And Mm -hmm. look, it's you, Constantine. Yeah, I would have read that into the hug as well. I think a little bit before here, we would have gotten uh, Kenny calling Eve with the address that she was looking for. I'm guessing for uh, Constantine's family so that she literally had the leverage that she pretended to have when she did go down to Carolyn's house to say, get what I need because well, I Well, have- yeah, she gets the call right before Eve, or rather Villanelle, goes up in the elevator. It's like a qu- it's one of those quick yeah, cuts that's been happening all episode. Cut. There's lots of quick cuts here. Yeah. But yeah, she gets a call probably from Constantine that gives her the address. And in between her getting to the address is when we have Villanelle and Constantine talking initially and that's Constantine being cute because he played that song he was like letting her know and maybe I think that was also his way of saying like don't like throw the knife around the corner fucking what was that movie with Angelina Jolie where they like bend bullets oh yeah wanted like don't bend your knife around the corner like in wanted don't kill me it's me your friend Constantine and you actually are glad that I'm not dead and so I think that was it was like two things like hey don't kill me also it's me it's Constantine and so 
they have some pretty hilarious banter mm-hmm. where after she says like this is a shitty hug and he's like well maybe you should have fucking tried to kill me fucking shoot me and she's like oh but i aimed like where you would totally <laughs> I aimed live at a non-lethal place and he was like no you aimed at my heart and she's like well <laughs> nice, and, nice clean, and clean just, just like you like- taught me <laughs> And then she's like, I'm sorry, half-assed sorry. I don't know if that's real sorry. And Constantine is like, well, how is it without me? Like, playing his little game, like, are you having fun with a different handler? She's like, oh, I love it. Raymond is the best. He's so much fun. Hilarious. And kind of sexy, too. And she didn't have to put it on that thick for Constantine to know that she was talking shit about Raymond. She's because Constantine yeah. already knows about Raymond. Is she in danger? Who I just knows? feel like she's under control. Well, yeah, I meant... That's her doing things that are out of her character is like her way of saying I need help without saying it. What do you mean out of character? Well, like her saying that things are wonderful when they're not. But isn't that it doesn't Villanelle have two lanes? Truthful and completely dishonest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> either she's going to be like, I hate it with Raymond, but that would give Constantine some kind of validation. Like, you're a better handler. She doesn't want to do that. Right. So she's doing it in her weird way of being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss you too, but not really because I don't do those kinds of emotions unless it's with my girlfriend. At least that's what I'm saying to myself. Yeah. And Constantine laughs because he's like, oh, you got Raymond? Raymond? Dexter? I already know about Raymond. Guess what? They don't even pay that hoe. And she's like, what you mean? He's like, yeah, like, you know, the person that like, you know, kills horses when it's time for them to go. Who He gets to terminate the people who work for us, terminate their contracts in the same way. And she's like, you're a whole lie. And he's like, <laughs> I, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. He's, we pay that. We pay that motherfucker in bodies. That's real talk. He, he's made lots of glue. That's what he's done. He's turned all that dead horse into blue. Dead fucking disturbing. And, you know, he's like, well, I have a car outside. So you coming? And she's like, no, thanks. I'm going to stay here with my new expense account that I'm billing to the room. Thank you so much. And he's like, well, Hmm. in that case, you got five minutes for MI6 comes. And she's like, yeah, right. He's like, well, I mean, I did tell them that you were here. And she's basically calling bullshit on his shit. And we cut away to a scene where we see Eve arriving with Jess, all pressed um, to the police. hotel. Um, police. I'm surprised uh, Jess is on the scene being pregnant. I'm surprised Hugo's on the care. scene. Why? Hugo's thirsty. He's like, girl <laughs> on girl? Do we get to see girl on girl in person? And so they're there. And we cut back to the room. And basically, Villanelle's giving Constantine a hard time. She's like, well, there's no money in freelancing. You know me, I love couture. So how can I possibly go freelance without the same budget? And Constantine is like, well, with my connections, well, it'll be fine. And we'll be partners. 50-50, we'll split the big check. And she's like, I don't know, I don't know. And then he's like, well, fine. You could stay and be strangled by Raymond. You know how he likes to strangle. Or you could be murdered by the cops on this shitty, fucking ugly rug. And you said that was what got her. She was like, on this rug. This rug with next to the semen stains? Like, yeah, everything for that. That was where she was like. All of the stains? For how much? And he's like, a lot of money. Like, really? A lot of money? She's like, well, a lot. What does that mean? Like, how many zeros? Like, is it a lot, a lot, or a lot, a lot, a lot? And he's like, we don't have time for that. We got to go. And here, I mean, before they go. security or whatever they said. Armed police. Is that what they said? What? The way they were shouting down. I think they just said police. I mean, I don't know how they announced themselves. I feel like they also said that they were armed. Like they said it. 
I mean, that's probably down to how the UK announced their presence. I would think as an American that if a police officer is around the corner, they're always armed. Yeah, and that's just always. something you should assume. But since the UK is a little different, it's probably the law, like the Miranda rights. Like you announce that you're presently there with a gun just so that you give a person opportunity to surrender without violence. Yep. And, but I mean, no shade, but hella shade to UK cops because they only bust down one door and, you know, Villanelle looks out the people and she's like, oh my God, my girl's here. And they bust down one door. They're like, Villanelle could be here. Let's bust down one door. And they clearly do not get the memo of violating people's rights from America that says bust down all the doors. Find out if there's a child or grandma in there later. We don't care. Maybe we'll shoot the grandma. We're the fucking police of America. We don't give a fuck because that's what would have happened. SWAT would have busted down every single fucking door and they would have caught Villanelle right the fuck away. Apparently MI6 is like this one door to the left. Oh, she's not in there. Well, that's it. But also, Eve, you got this information to Constantine. Constantine right. gave it to you. Constantine you should have checked every room right. on the floor. You should have never trusted. Did you talk to the bellhop? Did you ask him? Right. Probably not. If he started at, what was it? Like 401, I think I would have went all the way up to the end of the fours and then went to the fives after that. So like I would have checked the whole building. I just wouldn't have stopped, but they stop at the one room and Eve can't handle it because she has been so just pent up with this energy that she gets in the room. She's not there. She's like, fuck. She kicks a plant, hurts her foot. And Jess is like, wow, maybe you should calm down. Your high, your blood pressure looks like it's raising. And of course, <laughs> Villanelle's on the other side like, and immediately Constantine is like, bitch, nope. covers her mouth, which... With people putting their hands on Villanelle's mouths, I'm, I'm not I into that. I don't need to see that anymore. I don't like no it. No more face touching by men without I don't like consent. It at all. I, I don't need it. I don't like it at all. And so... For good measure, she does, like, get her fill. She gets to, you know... She bites down. She chomps on uh, Constantine's Well, finger. to Constantine's credit, she was chomping down... A- for an extended period of time. The minute he puts his hand there, she is biting down. Yes. It's just that Constantine has really thick sausage fingers or something, or he has deadened senses in his hand that he was able to maintain for his own. Cause he's like, I understand that you have no chill, but I'm trying to stay free. I just got free from Carolyn. You're not going to get us caught up like this. Yep. And the minute she successfully chomps through one of his fingers and he's like, damn bitch, that hurt. She does a <laughs> giggle while Eve is distraught on the other side of the door. And she giggles her Villanelle giggle. And it's like, you know, it's it's like a, a ghost calling to the loins of Eve. She's like, what's that giggle? I heard that giggle. No one else on the floor hears the giggle. There's other police. No one is like, hey, what's that? Is that a suspicious giggle? Because I think everyone else would have been like, oh, that's probably just someone in another room. Just, you know, watching TV or something. Eve is like, I know that giggle. I know the inflection in that giggle. I know who that giggle's coming from. It's my yes. girl. But I think we also need to analyze the fact that instead of being like, I hear a giggle charge that door <laughs> she's like do i hear a giggle let me walk pensively and seductively slowly to this fucking door then let me caress said door let us both that share in, inhalations and exhalations and the way villanelle was exhaling i'm sorry i said it to you live i was like yo she just caught an o uh-huh. she just got the fuck off off this whole situation it's scientifically possible to get off without touching some people call it the tantric some people call it other things but it's possible and i think the possibility that it happened right then with Villanelle oh, was very high. Yep. She's like, that, I mean, the exhale, it was very giving away. And I think at that moment, Eve was like, she had, oh, I didn't. Open the door! Bust <laughs> the fucking door! Why is everyone else getting a fucking oh, including Gemma? And by the time she bust down the door, I guess 
both Constantine out and Villanelle are window. like cat-like reflexes. Holy shit! With the cat-like reflexes, out of the window, I can't. And she loses it. Okay. And I'm, I'm so. I mean, I requested and I predicted that Eve have that feral energy this season. But the way that she just can't contain her frustration. I mean, she's breaking shit. She already kicked the thing with her foot. She's screaming. And both Hugo and Jess were like, "Wow, this is a." We work for her. I mean, we're upset <laughs> that she's not here, but but this is this is going really far. And she grabs the hotel wine. Uh, she she rips open yeah. the fucking mini fridge to like booze, and she's like, "Just <laughs> vodka, vodka, whatever, gin." I don't know. It was a clear. It was a clear booze. So I think it was probably vodka. She gin. gets the entire bottle. She takes it all to the head. To calm the, the nerves. Head. And what's fucked up is that she had already been drinking because she had drinks earlier that day with Constantine. Mm, yes. And she was like, just straight to the head, straight to the head, straight to the fucking head. I like to think that Villanelle just had sun, uh, not sunglasses, um, binoculars. And she was like, look, <laughs> <laughs> she's drinking because of me. And so poor Eve, she's denied satisfaction yet again. And she's like, how often do I have to go through this where I'm this close to Villanelle and I just don't get what I want. And Hugo brings everything back around by saying, how did they know we were here? Breaks her out of her yes. bullshit. She's like, oh, my God, did Constantine sell me down a river? Yes. Yes, yes. yes he did. Yes, he did. And we get a heart cut and it's Eve and uh, a pensive or sad looking uh Kenny. <laughs> Kenny just looks betrayed. He looks yeah. dumb dirty. Poor Kenny. My God damn it. Why, why am I always on this? Carolyn looks like. Yes. She looks. I mean, I said to you, I was like, she looks the meanest she's ever been. And she's not purposely looking mean. It's just like the energy she's giving off. Kudos to Fiona Shaw giving that really intense energy. But I was like, oh, I'm scared. I feel like I'm in trouble. And I, she's mm-hmm. not my mother. But why am right. I? Why do I feel like I'm in trouble? Right. And she tells Kenny to go DVR some show that we don't recognize. It was either going to be something like a, well, we don't want to say like a Game of Thrones-y kind of thing. Or like an apprentice. Carolyn doesn't have the time. It was like an apprentice or some sort of leisure show, like maybe a cooking competition. I think it's probably a cooking show. Like Carolyn seems like the type who who would unwind on something just like easy to watch and mindless like that, like a cooking show. Nothing, nothing as intense as Game of Thrones because her life is already so intense. Why, why bother with that? Yeah. But she sends him fucking off to go DVR some shit and then she threatens Eve alone slash scolds mm-hmm. Eve in this really calm scary way it was definitely scary if I were Eve I would be concerned for my future right like right uh I thought this was a full-time position it, this, <laughs> it feels very part-time feels very feels, fucking part-time yeah and Carolyn's basically like I have hobbies and I have other things that I do that do not involve you and Villanelle and the 12 but yet you're taking up so much of my time disproportionately so with what's going on with this case. And I need you to fucking stop. And furthermore, Eve, I need you to never, ever, ever disobey my instructions again. Or else. That's what I heard. Or else. Dot, 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 <laughs> dot, 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 Right. Like, she's like, I value my time. Like, the time that I decide I need for each person, mm-hmm. each employee. Like, I give you what I feel you, you need. So for you to be consuming other people's time, consuming my leisure time. She's like, like, that's not okay. That's I was just okay. just watching this cooking show three episodes in. I'm really upset that you've, <laughs> <laughs> you've disrupted my fun time and you removed my Eden dick on a stick that I was right. that I had Constantine. You're really fucked up for that. And so she basically is like, um, finish up the ghost shit. I want the ghost found and I want to wrap up this peel case. Get the fuck out. Like you can go. Goodbye. Yeah. And credit to Eve, she knows when to be quiet sometimes because she doesn't say anything. She just kind of is like, okay, Yama, Yama, go. You're right. I 
this I completely bungled it. And Eve, you bungled it. Eve, you gave up Constantine's fucking family and you got nothing in return except to hear your girlfriend orgasm on the other side of a hotel door. Really? But you know what? Considering her priorities, she's like, worth it. <laughs> so worth it. And as she's, I guess, uh, sulking out of, you know, her quick meat, she uh, crosses paths with Kenny. Mm-hmm. And she wants to, you know, kind of let him know that, you know, she's sorry for the way things turned out. And he's like, I thought you would be different. Like, I thought you would be, I guess, the adult role. Something. I don't know what the thought was, but Kenny had hopes for Eve I think he was hoping that Eve would end up being less dodgy and slippery than than Carolyn. And I really right. feel like she's trying to be Carolyn in a certain sense because she wants to be a super spy. She would like to have all that power. And that doesn't come with just being, you know, vanilla about everything. And maybe, I guess, psychologically, Kenny was like, I wish you were on my side of just like, oh, these dodgy letters, these my dodgy mother. I hate right. it. So- and, and Eve is like, I'm dodgy, too. To catch a bitch, I'll be dodgy, too, because that's basically what she yeah says. he probably likens the villain now to a constantine and is like oh sure yeah so well yeah because she's he's like Carolyn. he's like what That's- are you doing she's like i'm not doing this for myself i'm doing this because uh-huh because <laughs> because 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 uh-huh. because he's like because. and kenny's like because yeah exactly exactly yeah, goodbye right. bitch <laughs> she's like mm, you have me there i was trying to finish that <laughs> sentence and i could not oh kenny i'm so sorry wherever you are i'm sorry Oh, Kenny. And so we cut to one of the last scenes of the episode, which is one of my favorite. We start out the episode with paying a little homage to this song and it's Villanelle singing yes. 80s pop. 80s fucking pop. You said she's heartbroken. <laughs> she's heartbroken. I would say not heartbroken. She's sprung. Like, it's like that weird yeah. thing of like, you're heartbroken because you're not with the person you want to be with. Right. Not because they hurt your feelings, but you're just like, I'm not with you. So I'm sad. And yeah. now I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm singing love songs like people do all corny and shit that come on the radio. And that's her looking out the window, singing a love song. And Constantine is like, ew. Because <laughs> Constantine is like, ew, like, fuck you. You fucking shot me. And I'm still kind of salty at you. And, you know, she's singing the lyrics. That's like something about the the width of your smile, the emotion I get when I look in your eyes. Mm-hmm. And how perfect is that is that lyric and that line for what she just dealt with? She's like the look in your eye. I literally was just looking into your eyes through this peephole. We totally knew the other was on the other side. And we had a mm-hmm. moment. We had a thing. Things happened. And uh, now I'm in the car. And fucking Constantine is completely over it. Yeah, he's like this. He turns off, I guess it was a cassette or maybe a DVD or whatever, radio station. He shuts it off and she's still like coming along, sort of. So she's like, well, she's like, turn that shit back on. I liked it. And he's like, well, I guess. And so he turns it back on and then she's like fucking around, breathing into the glass. And she writes help while she makes those those uh, those ridiculous faces. And yes. he's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, do you really think this is what you need to be doing if we're trying to stay incognito? You in the fucking window. She's like, well, whatever. <laughs> And he's like, well, we need to be careful. And she's like, well, you sound like Raymond. Who I love. I love that I miss him so very much. And he's like, yeah, whatever, ho. I know you don't miss that guy, Raymond. And then she gets to what really she's been trying to get to the entire time. Where she's like, so um, Eve, is she a... Does she? Does she, she been asking about? She asking about me. Is she talking about me? What she been saying? Is she talking about me a lot? Like, what does she say? Is she talking about me? And Constantine, being a fucker with her, and a gaslighter is like, who? Eve, who? Like talking about who? And he's like, well, I don't know. Not really. She's actually interested in this new assassin, this new woman. 
And of course, Villanelle's like, you're a liar. You're a whole ass lie. No, she isn't. She definitely talked to me. I know she talked about me. And I know she's not going to turn with this other woman. No, but you know, she has this, they have a code name for they her. Like it's name. Ghost. Isn't that so cool of a name? She's like, and she's like whatever. I don't, <laughs> I guess. Ghost is, she's like, I guess if you need to hire someone else to like take all the other whack kills that I don't want to deal with, that's fine. I think it's great. And actually we left that part out when she was talking to Raymond and she was like, well, it's good to hire more women because we're more efficient. And I was like, go Villanelle. That's, that's actually accurate. And you know, she's trying to play that same game with Constantine, like whatever, like, you know, not a big deal. Like I'm not even concerned. Like who's this new ghost anyway? And he's like, are you sure? Because she talks about her all the time. Not only does she have a cool name, like she's, she's consistently talking about her. And in fact, I think she's more concerned about this ghost catching this ghost than you. And you can tell Villanelle's like, yeah, whatever, ho, I don't believe it. But she turns to the window and she's obviously bothered. And she's yes. like, turn this fucking shit off. I don't want to hear the song anymore. And of course, Constantine is like, like, no, but I, I love, love this it. song. I this can't. is a great fucking Screw song. Screw you, Constantine, you jack. And I have to assume that for this entire time, maybe with the exception of Anna, that Constantine has not had a consistent way to fuck with Villanelle. The way Villanelle likes to fuck with people. She's like, ooh, right. I, I know you have a child. Ooh, I know you're doing this. Or what's going on with the 12? And she likes to drop her little nuggets and disrupt his whole shit. And she's right. like, yo, he's like, finally, finally, I can disrupt your shit. Finally, I can just fuck with you. Armor. Yeah, yes. you hear about the ghost? You heard what the ghost did? I heard her kill was real good. Did you hear about that? <laughs> yo, you know he's going to be fucking with her whole next episode. He's going to be like, hey, so um." Did you hear about the latest kill from the ghost from this other organization? <laughs> like, I heard Eve is leading an investigation into her last kill spot. So uh, I'm just excited because Villanelle is upset. She's furious. She's jealous. She's like, what do you mean? There's other time being spent on another assassin. That's not cool. And so from there, we finally get to Ooh, definitely the, the most erotic scene of the episode. Scene. It is the bathroom scene. Eve is home. Her hair is down, which means she's thinking of Villanelle. I have That's a my thing about bathrooms. Hair is down. Yes. Hair is down. Villanelle's on the mind. She's in the bathroom. She sees the lipstick and she's like, well, it's taking me all day yes. <laughs> to do this in private because I want to head to my bunk right after. And she applies the lipstick all slow. And when she gets to her bottom lip, a slicey dice happens. She gets cut. And uh, she, with good reason, is like, well, what? Is there a rock or something in here? <laughs> she didn't know what it was. And then as she's breaking apart, you know, because I guess lipstick is really caked up into a cylinder. Uh, she notices that there's like a razor blade inside of the lipstick. So this is like. It doesn't even look like she put the razor blade in. It looks like she modified a fucking exacto knife to be a lipstick in <laughs> Villanelle. So DIY. I love it. Because that's what I was like. That looks like a straight up exact. Because the way it was holding the razor so stiff. I was like, did she modify like an exacto knife to fit in a, in a fucking lipstick container? Brilliant. But she did. And of course, Eve does not have the rational reaction because Eve likes a little pain with her pleasure. Mm -hmm. She's like, ooh, you kissed me back. That's sweet. That's yes. nice. Because the <laughs> smile on her face and yes. the way she's caressing her lip. What was that? What was that? It's like she was rubbing one out on her fucking lip. Eve, what were you doing? The arousal. It's obvious. It's mm -hmm. obvious because you kissed Nico twice this episode. And I wanted to gag both times. And I looked at your fucking face. You know, kudos, Sandra O oh, acting. You get a, a lip slice from Villanelle. And there's more sexual energy. There's more sexual tension. Yes. There's more pent up feelings in that than there was with you and your husband who you haven't snogged in eight months. Well, there was also a lot Two less years, morning breath. <laughs> because that was a hot mouth. And all that trying to kiss. You know, Villanelle's prepared that if she's going to make out in the morning, she has those Listerine tabs. Yes, those strips. Or uh. some Altoids or whatever. <laughs> so that boop, pop them in just real quick. And then you can brush afterwards. 
So that happens. And Eve made out with the lipstick and herself, like mm-hmm. just feeling up on the lip, like, oh, yeah, this is from her. And there was, she was never upset. I mean, we both noticed that, that she yep. she realizes, like, this is the intent. Her intent was to make me bleed. I, I like to bleed. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, I don't mind bleeding. I do it to myself, actually. You know, just... Oh, and she any given was. Sunday. Yes. Any I mean, that's what she does. Any given Sunday, Eve is like, give me a little pain with my pleasure, please. And Villanelle knows about that shit. And so I mean, like we said earlier, I'm glad we didn't get the whole Nico situation. And so now I'm wondering, do we get that next week? Like, do you think that that's next week? Because we were there was some confusion with the postings on Twitter that we saw because we initially saw that post where someone was like, it's Nico. And she had on the red wig. And then we saw the GIF and the set photo that shows that um, Villanelle is in some sort of khaki colored pants, a nice shirt, a tie, sort of like a prepped out like fly bitch look. And she's talking to Nico because someone has a set photo. Where they're on the same scene that we see her in the trailer. We don't see who she's talking to, but we can assume it's Nico. So, it, do we think that's next episode? I think they should sit on that. We got a lot this episode. Like, a lot. I do you feel think like, we should skip a week before she's back on her shit with Nico? Yes. I feel like Ghost needs a presence that's more than just the void. And that has to... The, Carolyn already stressed to Eve the importance of wrapping all this up. So this has to be a ghost-heavy episode coming up. It maybe they haven't. That's cast true, her but yet. won't that just piss her the fuck off more? I mean, if anything, that would I think that would push her to like push things with Nico because if if it if she thinks from any perspective it's about like getting Eve's attention back on her, that's where she'll do extreme things to get Eve's attention. Again, I do not think Nico has a knob worth slicing. Leave it to right. Gemma. Let Gemma have that knob. It's okay, Villanelle. She well, wants right. it. So I think, yeah, that you're right about that. But also that Villanelle doesn't need to worry about knobs at all because she saw how <laughs> Eve wanted to bang down that door when she knew that Villanelle was on the other side. She knows who she wants, even if there is a ghost out there. It's This is who she wants. She knows that she's it. She knows that she's number one. I I would agree. I mean, well, look, I feel like she knows deep down that she's number one, but I need her ego to be bruised so I can see that jealous energy come out even more because we saw the peak of it at the end of this episode because she was like, I'm so in love. I'm singing songs. Here's Constantine like, bitch, let me tell you about this other hoe. She's like, oh my God, I couldn't even bask. In that experience, I just had the hotel for five fucking minutes before you were in my ear talking about how there's somebody else who's better and more undetected. And Eve is not interested in her. That's not what she wants to hear. And so I hope she turns it up. But then are we thinking that Villanelle and Constantine will express interest in this other assassin? Do we think they'll try to rendezvous with said other assassin to get into a new organization to be like, fuck the 12. Let's get into the 13. But that's as, what I'm going to call them for now. 13. Yeah, let's say they do become the 13. But the issue is that the 11's got more bank than the 12. And the 13 has no bank. Wait, who's so, the 11? Well, who's that's the that's got to be group? the second. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> remember, so wait, now we have other, we have, we have three groups. Be at least, the 11, the group 11, group 12, and group 13. Right, so let's say group 13 is just only Constantine and Villanelle. Because they're like, we're going independent. They're freelancers. Right. We're, we're they don't going to have a union. <laughs> well, you know, eventually we'll have so much capital that we'll have to be an LLC or whatever. Right. So, <laughs> so. Recruit little uh, little babies like Nadia to right. come on the team. You right. know, Villanelle can recruit mad bitches. All she has yes. to do is like just 
play her little Do you games. want to kill like me? Right, exactly. No, but I think she would do it with seduction like she did with Nadia. Like, so I'm imagining picking fold. this random woman or picking someone to recruit. And she's like, no, I'm not interested. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Or whatever. Trying to keep a low profile. Because remember, it's the, extra- it's the extravagant versus, you know, the the invisible mouse that's like in plain sight that no one pays attention to. So the personalities won't really mesh. True. So I don't see her as like being victorious in trying to do this recruiting. We mean Villanelle? Yeah. I would like to say in my heart of hearts, Villanelle would be victorious at most that she does, unless it's flirting with men in jail. But, you know, <laughs> there are ways for her to fuck up. And I mean, she's... I sort of feel like for her to be fucking with Nico too and back in the paint, like she's still breaking rules because definitely Constantine is like, and that's what he was trying to do with Eve. He was like, I finally have access to you. Stay the fuck away from Villanelle because mm-hmm. you know, you're going to compromise what I want to do with Villanelle, yes. which is use it for my own purposes. And to Villanelle, he's like, stay the fuck away from Eve because you two together is still compromising my goals. And I don't really give a fuck if you bitches want to hang out yes. together. I care about you fucking up my life plans. And that's not what I'm into. Right. Like your relationship is costing me money. Your relationship right. is costing me, <laughs> like resources. Costing me resources. Yeah. And I'm not into it. And of course, neither of them cares, which is why they have to figure something out. Third group, third group who's like, hey, you're an MI6 agent. You're an assassin. We don't care. Why don't both of you come to work for us? You know what I'm saying? Carolyn works for us too. I, you know, this is your fault because you said Carolyn was in the 13 and now I'm saying she's in the 13. Is. She might be in the 12. Oh, wait, we, you said 13 was Constantine and, and, and yeah, that's So their what is the 14? Are they the 10? Or, or maybe like oh, <laughs> the 11? There's so many of them we don't know. Like, you to get a name like the 12, I mean, hey. This is basically like mini Illuminati's operating yeah. across the, the globe. I'm just trying to find out. Can a bitch one run of these, please? Can the misandry just be there? Can it be Carolyn? And if not Carolyn, another hoe that we've not seen. I mean, please. Please and thank you. That's misandry. Uh, that's all we want. That's all, <laughs> that's all we, we want. want. Just one of the organizations. It doesn't have to be all three. Just one. Just one. New organization that we don't know about. And so that's our new theory, too, that Eve is being taken away by third organization who... Which again, or it could be Carolyn. It could be Carolyn fucking burning the notice too to be like, bitch, you have fucked up for the last time. It's over. And I just really feel like she will be saved by Villanelle in that instance. Yeah. Doesn't she have to? I mean, she might go to wherever they want to take her and be like, hey, poof, we're the 13. I mean, the 11. And we have been watching you and stuff. And you could die because all these people want to kill you, including your own boss. But, or you could work with us. And not die and get to hang out with your girlfriend because we have her too. We got both of you. We've been watching (laughs) (laughs) from our invisible drones in the sky. So I don't know. I'm not even sure where the story is going at this point. I kind of feel like Eve in terms of like the direction of the crime is that there is no direction. It's really just about her and Villanelle. Like why she couldn't explain it to Kenny. No, I want to catch her for because. Mm hmm justice <laughs> you know that's yeah, a, lie. a that's super a lie. lie that's a super lie so yeah that that was that 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 was the end we that we was. ended with eve caressing her lip catching her o that she was denied from the hotel which finally yes. and you know previews for next week which i don't remember what the previews did i feel like there was a lot going on and we missed it but i do remember someone saying god this is disgusting I don't remember who that was. I know Villanelle tripped a child. Oh, yeah. And that was fantastic. Yes, it was. And that it looks like she's getting another evaluation. 
by yeah she had on another pink uh dress so she's definitely on that couch again oh my god do we think it's the 12 or a new group because they said they were going freelance but also does the new group do evaluations that's weird i'm i'm lost maybe it's a flashback but we don't know i mean if you're bringing me back in the fold and the fold is a 12 do you really get to evaluate me after you send me raymond to choke me out like is that really something we need to discuss if raymond doesn't even get compensated because he just likes to murk motherfuckers i don't think you need to ask me questions about whether or not i'm focused as long as i get the job done you don't need to be concerned about my mentals you're not concerned about raymond does raymond get assessed I think that they <laughs> all choose not to try to assess Raymond. Okay, but someone's got to be bigger than Raymond to choke him out because that's the intimidation factor. Like, Raymond, you know, is of a decent size, I guess. But there's got to be a bigger dude that's like, all right, you can't fuck with me, Raymond. And he does the assessment. We could hope. Only because I remember the guy doing the assessment for Villanelle. He was about the same size as Constantine, sort of. She could have easily taken them both yes. if she wanted to. Yeah. But she didn't want to cut off her allowance, which is the real reason why she doesn't kill these motherfuckers, in my opinion. <sighs> but yes, I we did see that weird, interesting little fact about AMC promoting seeing the episode on Friday. Yes, I was like, hours earlier. They're like, pay us four ninety nine. I'm gonna do that. They're I already gonna get said, my money. <laughs> I already said I'm gonna do it. Two extra days to feast but then also like to not say shit to spoil people that'll be difficult right we'll do our best to not tweet as much on the friday maybe it's hard to say that we won't if we're reacting in real time it might be a random list of characters just to indicate our complete loss of like maybe we might tweet feverishly and as soon as the episode ends we'll probably delete most of it (laughs) And then when Sunday happens again, like celebrities when, on Instagram when they've had a wild night, they're yeah. like, post, 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 yeah. delete, delete, Oops. delete, 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 delete. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that might be what we do. So just uh, don't follow. If you're following the Killing Eve hashtag, we'll probably warn you ahead of time. We're streaming the episode. It won't this be is up what until the Australians Sunday. been doing. The Australians been posting spoilers on Fridays. And guess yeah. what, Aussies? We get to we be included too, bitch. We get to create some memes mad, though, too. No, no, I'm no. just happy to be included. I'm not right. really mad at you, Aussies. I'm not. Right. So I'm excited about that. Someone else ganking $5 for my book, for my wallet. I was going to say pocketbook, but I haven't actually carried a pocketbook in a really, really long time. Yeah. Like it's sort uh, of been like wallet, fanny pack, book bag. Right. I'm, I'm, Maybe I'm, tote. I may have to graduate to a fanny pack. Uh, Dude, it's about to be essentials. summer. You yeah. got to. That was, yeah. This is peak fanny pack situation. Like yep. Here last, powders, uh, last summer when I was on my Janelle Monet pilgrimage, like my fanny pack <laughs> was indispensable because you're yeah. like money. Uh, just like little snacks, little, little, little sweets, mm-hmm, little things, mm-hmm. maybe some beverages, little mini water bottle. Like it's great. I hope other people listening went on their Janelle Monáe pilgrimage uh, last last summer because if you didn't, you missed out. Side note, right? <laughs> For no, any right. Monáe fans, because we had a great time seeing her shows. But yeah, I feel like that's that's it. AMC will let you see the episode forty eight hours early. Get on that shit if you got five dollars to spare. And apparently, assassin agencies can poach you in Killing Eve because that's what I learned too at the end of this episode is that you can be poached by somebody. And I think that's right. great. I think that's great. It's that like, people are like, we've seen your work. We love your work. We would like you to come over here. Right. We need you to do your work, what you do and what you love, but for but us. But for us. Because we tried to get you to do the work, but they had this middleman fee that we didn't want to pay. So if we could just pay you instead of paying them. 
because we care about the employee and not the corporation. Honestly, that's how you get Villanelle. That's how you get Villanelle. <laughs> right. She'll be like, I don't know. I'm really loyal to Constantine. They're like, no, you're not. How about we pay you 50% more than you were making? She was like, well, mm. that's sold. Yep. Because I have very, very expensive taste. And I have a girlfriend I'm shopping for now. It used to just be me. It used to just be me. But now I have someone to shop for. And so I need double the expense account. Yes. So I'm taking this job. So, yeah. Well, I think that about uh, sums it up. I don't even know how long this episode is. I'm sure it's long. We'll do again the chapter marks, guys. I don't know if you noticed the last snack episode. Yes, the snack We, put up, we actually to... put in chapter marks yeah. because we care. And so we're going to do it again for this one. So look for them and stuff. And then you can jump to a particular place that you want to hear or hear again or I don't know. Just options. Yeah, right. And be sure to uh, tweet at us and all of the things. Yes, at Well Villanelle. We are on Instagram at Well Well Villanelle. If you've checked out the Insta, it is finally slowly moving. We are throwing up our episode memes up there or as we're calling them, Killing Eve struggle comics. Struggle comics. We're not comics. sure what they are. They're just like commentary. I mean, it's content. Yeah. yeah, content. Commentary from our brain about our ladies and their friends that they exist around. And so you can check that out. Well, well, Villanelle on Instagram. Well, Villanelle on Twitter. Well, well, Villanelle on Tumblr. And I think that's all we have for now. For now. Or yeah. hey, you guys at wellwellvillanelle.com. <laughs> if you want to send an email, that's a way to get to us too. Also, did anyone have an answer to that rubbing out question? I've not looked for it, but we asked it. We're trying to give away a hoodie or yeah. shirt. One of y'all. How many? Okay, we'll update it. How many times did Villanelle rub one out this episode? And Eve, if you come up with a number we're thinking of, you got some free shit. How about that? That's easy peasy, guys. All you got to do is just communicate an email to us and we'll uh, look at some of your answers. Yes. And so with that, I suppose... It's in the peak morning hours here in Brooklyn. <laughs> We've watched the episode tree, count them three times. Yes. Three and that's because we talk and we scream and we do other stuff while it's airing. So we inevitably miss shit because we were yelling for yep. five fucking minutes. And then we try not to rewind because sometimes the rewind doesn't work. Blaming you, Fios. But yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get the fuck out of here and we will reconvene with you all in the Church of Killing Eve Wednesday for our next snack episode. We're. We'll have some stuff figured out, like whatever we didn't figure out. Right. Episode. Whatever comes to us in the afterglow. Yes. And it always, something always <laughs> comes. Like we'll hit end record and then immediately we'll get so a revelation. God damn That's it. how it goes. Yeah. <sighs> but until then, we appreciate you guys. Yes. Until next time. Oh shit. Congratulations, Killing Eve, on winning the Peabody yes, Award. Yes, the Peabody Award. That too. Congratulations, yes. guys. Yes. Fucking pop some bubbly on us. And yeah, we'll we'll see you. I always say see you. We'll hear you. We'll talk to you. We'll be in communique in a couple of days. Yes. Here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Yes. Wakanda forever. Yes. Because I need to say new shit. <laughs> <laughs>